Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of the Kung Fu Cinema. I'm of course Caleb, your favorite Kung Fu fanatic. Uh, Chris could not be here today, unfortunately. He had a, uh, a prior commitment, but that's okay. We have a very special guest. She was with me in episode 1, and she is back. It's my lovely wife, Amber. Hey guys. Alright, um, this is uh, this is going to be uh, probably our first episode where we talk about a movie that we're not very fond of. <laughs> But, you know, in in the movie world, you got to discuss everything. Like, yeah. whether, even if you like it, even if you hate it, you know, there is someone out there who wants to hear about it. And um, and, and this is something that um, that Amber has wanted me to talk about for a while. And her birthday's coming up. Her birthday's uh, the 13th, this Sunday. Yeah. So, um, as, a, as a birthday gift, I let her, um, I had her back, back here on the show, and we're going to talk about the live-action Tekken film. We are very big fans of the Tekken franchise. Um, Great games, terrible movie. Yes, yeah, <laughs> pretty awful movie. We're def we're definitely going to get to that, but um, this is kind of like a birthday gift. We're going to talk about a game franchise that is very dear to us. Um, before we get into that, though, I do have a couple of announcements. Um, first, I want to give a shout out to our good friend Cal. Guys, Cal just started a new podcast called Kaiju Carnage. If you guys are fans of stuff like King Kong, Godzilla, all that good stuff, check out Kaiju Carnage. It is a really good podcast. His first episode airs uh, airs uh, today as well, um, or as of this recording, it airs tomorrow, Saturday, December twelfth. And um, but yeah, that's a uh, <clears throat> we're we're both looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to give it a listen. He's going to be talking about the um, the original King Kong film, which I'm a big King Kong fan. So I'm looking forward to that. Again, it's called Kaiju Carnage. You can find it on Spotify and Anchor, and it's Carnage spelled with a K. So because that's hardcore, right? Yeah, everything <laughs> with a K is hardcore. Yeah, like your name, like my first name. <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, we had a we had a pretty exciting couple of weeks. Um, as most of, as most of you know, Warner Brothers has announced that. Um, that all their entire slate of films to be released in 2021 will be streaming on HBO Max the same day as the theatrical release. And that's good because most theaters aren't open. Yeah, that right is now. yeah, that is huge news and it's good for a lot of us. Some people aren't aren't too happy with it and that's understandable cuz many people enjoy the movie going experience, but you know, like Amber was saying, movie going experience is not an option for many of us right now yeah. us in particular i mean i believe our theater is open i think they've been open like maybe one or two days but most of the time yeah. they're closed yeah i believe our theater is open to an extent but we haven't been there we we we, we uh it's just not very safe in our eyes so we don't bother going there so for us this is exciting so i mean we'll definitely be able to see all these great movies in our own home the new wonder woman movie Comes out, out, Christmas comes out Day. on Christmas Day. We're really excited about that one. There's a lot of other big movies that are going to be coming out um, along the way, too. Like, we got Godzilla vs. Kong, which is which is going to be huge. As we as we mentioned, our friend Cal is very excited about this one. And I am, too. I, I think, uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of King Kong. And, um, like, I, I love the I love the 2005 film with Adrian Brody and Jack Black. Those are, that's a great movie. I enjoy Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla is really cool too. I love Godzilla, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. And we also got the Matrix Four 
uh, coming out next December. Been waiting a long time for. Yes, I never that. thought I would be saying that. I never thought I would say Matrix Four is coming out because I thought it was over after Revolutions. You know, it's been so long. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought that was it. It's it's really crazy to think that there's going to be another one. Uh, and speaking of the Matrix, um, I. Um, while I was making my schedule for 2021, like what we're going to be talking about on the podcast throughout next year, um, I will be, we will be looking at all three Matrix films and the build up to Matrix 4. Mm -hmm. um, you'll hear more about that as we get closer to that. But yeah, I will be reviewing Matrix 1, 2, and 3 before we get to 4. And then uh, another, another sig significant movie, I don't know if significant is the right word, but another movie that stands out to us that is supposed to be coming out some at some point in 2021 is the Mortal Kombat film. Um, I, I've tried to be excited about this. I don't really... I don't know what's going to happen, though, because there's so much has been going on with that movie. They have not pushed it, like, in the, like in the market or anything like that. There's, All we've gotten is a logo. Yeah, we got a logo. That's and it. it looks cool. I mean, it, it looks very... It looks very reminiscent yeah, of the old logo. It can only hold up for so long. You need more to make it, you know, exciting. Yeah, yeah, but um, and and it's it's very bizarre what's happening with Mortal Kombat right now because you know we were supposed to get news about the movie and then they backed out and, and said never mind. It literally the next day they they they. Uh, not they, even the next day. It was later that night. <laughs> no, I think it was the next day. They he <laughs> he they had made an announcement like late in the night that they were gonna have news the next day, and then maybe like in the afternoon or the evening of the next day, they were like, "Never mind." So I don't know what happened, you know. But I won't. We won't speak too much on it because we just don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I I would like to know something about it. I don't know what's happening, but I would like to know something. But, uh, yeah, we had that going on with HBO Max. And then another exciting in particular for us was the season three trailer of Cobra Kai. It finally came out. Yes. Um, I, um, we had done a, uh, we had done a, um, a reaction on my, on my Facebook page. Um, if you guys didn't see it, um, we won't talk too much on it. We will just say though, it was a really good trailer. We're very excited. January cannot come fast enough. It won't be long now. Yeah. I mean, it's le less than a month as yeah. far as we know. Unless the release date has changed, which I hope it has not. <laughs> I will ask again, how did we go from January 8th to just January? I don't I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were having problems with the date. Maybe, maybe they, they want to surprise people and say, maybe they hey plan, guys, it's still the 8th. Or maybe they plan to release it earlier. They might. Because there, there's been some speculation that the film, uh, not, not the film, the show, the show, uh, the season 3 on the of the show will premiere... Um, right on January first. Yeah, like right, right after the New Year. So that's a possibility. Yeah. But uh, yes, the season three trailer was finally here. It was really awesome, and I'm super excited for season three of Cobra Kai. I've been waiting forever for this. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching the show since day one, since YouTube, the YouTube Red days. Yeah. So I, I guess you could say I'm one of the OG fans. But uh. Yeah, that's it for the announcements. Um, unfortunately, again, we did not get any questions for the mailbag, uh, but I will give you my obligatory mailbag speech again. Um, if you have any questions pertaining to movies, TV shows, martial arts in general, or even watch suggestions, if there's something you want me to check out and talk about, I can do that. You can send your questions to calebryant84 at gmail.com. That's K-A-L-E-B-B-R-Y-A-N-T-84 at gmail.com. Send me those questions, and I will answer them on the next episode. Um, and also, also one more thing, 
we we do want to wish a very happy Hanukkah to anyone who is celebrating its Hanukkah today, as of this recording, because it is a Friday right now. But yes, it is it is Hanukkah, so happy ha- happy Hanukkah to everyone who is celebrating. Um, obviously, it, this is probably the most difficult Hanukkah that anyone could yeah. could be celebrating right now because of what's happening in the world right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, whether it's with your friends and family in person or over the phone or over a FaceTime call or anything like that, we hope that you guys are, are, are all happy and doing your best to be together with your friends and family. So, again, happy Hanukkah to everybody. Um, yep, so with all that out of the way, it's time to get on to the good stuff. And when I say good stuff, I am being ironic because, <laughs> because this movie, oh, geez, um, Yes, it's the live-action second film. This movie was released in 2009. I remember when this movie came out. Um, I did not. <laughs> yeah, you weren't a fan of Tekken back then. Um, no. Yeah, I am a lifelong fan of Tekken. The, um, so, so before we get to the movie, we, of course, have to talk about the, the video game franchise that this movie is based on. The, um, the Tekken franchise, it, to me, it's one of the big three as far as fighting games go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's there's Mortal Kombat, there's Street Fighter, and then there's Tekken, and I'm not I'm not saying that like they're good in that order. That's just in no particular order for for us. Right. For us, uh, for us in particular, Tekken is number one. Oh yeah. Yes, Tekken is amazing. Great fighting game series. The first one came out in 1993, I believe. Um, the only reason I don't know that for sure is because I was. I was born in 1993, so I'm yeah. not 100% sure, but I can easily fact check that. But anyway, yeah, the first one came out at the, around that time, and it was for the PlayStation 1. That game, it doesn't hold up well well today. You know, I, we do own that game, and we do play it sometimes, but it doesn't hold up very well these days. But, um, but you know, you also got to remember that back back when this game originally came out it was a game changer it was huge yes i mean th- this game this game changed the face of, of of fighting games forever and and not many people realize that i mean this yeah. this this was because this is like this is one of the first it wasn't the first 3d fighting game but it was one of the early ones the first the first was virtual fighter mm-hmm. but tekken tekken put, took a page out of the virtual fighter book and did something very similar with like the 3d the 3d arenas and the characters using polygon-based graphics and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the first the first game was a very big success, even though it doesn't hold up quite well. It didn't age very well. And then um, then Tekken Two came out, the video game, and that is an amazing video game as well. Um, one of my favorites. Yeah, one of te- my tops. Yeah, Tekken Two added added so much to uh, to their. Um, I don't even know what word to use. <laughs> like they they added so much to uh like to, to the bag, you know. Like they put so much in the field here, and they because there were so many more game modes mm-hmm. and um there's more characters. Yeah, more characters and better uh graphics were slightly better. They were. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. slightly better, and um I love their music. Yes, it had an amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The uh the soundtrack for me for me Tekken Two has the best soundtrack out of oh, all yeah. the games. The second soundtrack is the best one. Excuse me, and then, um, and then in 1997, Tekken Three came out. Three is the best game in the series, in my opinion. Three is the game that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. That was the first, as far as I can remember, that was the first video game I ever played. My dad was huge, huge Tekken fan, and as was my and as was uh, my uncle. 
And uh, my uncle lived with us for a short time whenever I was little and we had Tekken 3. I remember playing it with them all the time on the PlayStation 1. Yeah, when I got it for you for Christmas last year, you cried. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a last year as a Christmas gift, Amber got me a, um, she got me a PlayStation 1 and bought me Tekken 2 and 3. When I, uh, when I opened up Tekken 3, I did, I teared up a little bit because that's a piece of my childhood. It was, it was really. And after that, I was like, screw it. We have to collect, we have to get all of them. Yeah, even. Because it's not going to be right. Yeah, she got me 2 and 3 and then we were like, let's get them all. Because we, <laughs> and we already had Tekken 7 as well for the place for the PlayStation 4. And be like, let's get all of them. And so we went and we bought Tekken Tag Tournament 1 and 2. We got Tekken 4, and we got the original Tekken. And then we got 5, and we got 6. And now we own them all. Yes, we have all of them. <laughs> and I even went and got Tekken Advance, that the game, a game they released for the Game Boy Advance. That was another huge piece of my childhood. I remember when Tekken Advance came out, I went, and, I went to Walmart. And when I saw it was there, because my grandparents had bought me a Game Boy Advance. And we went to Walmart. And I wanted, and so that I could find a game because they didn't give me any games. They didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. So I, we went and, um, I was looking at where all the Game Boy Advance games were. And as soon as I saw Tekken Advance, I was like, that's it. I want that one. And it's really fun. Oh for, yeah. It's, for a Game it's Boy great. Advance game, it's really fun. Oh yeah. It's great. It's very solid. I mean, it's, um, um, it, it was, it was, it had to be altered a bit because, you know, because t- uh, Game Boy, has, has doesn't have as many buttons, mm-hmm. you know. There, there's a directional pad, and then there's a B and an A button, you know. So they they had to they had to simplify the they had to simplify the controls a little bit, but it still worked out very well. Combos are very easy, and the graphics are good. I mean, they had to use two D sprites because again, um, you know, this is this is a Game Boy. This is a portable thing. It's a lot smaller, and so you got to you have to you have to be able to um, transfer it over to that. But um, but it worked out very well, and um, but yeah, and um, I kind of have to stop like right there at three because that's basically what this movie is. It's it's kind of just Tekken three. I can't even really say that though because it's it's all over the. place. It's still not Tekken three. It's, it's all over the place. It, it's kind of yeah. I mean, they kind of just take like a mashup of Tekken two and three. But and then we have references from like six and yeah. a little bit of like five, and you're like, "Where? What? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to talk about the rest of the games. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, I, I can't go into detail of too much about the rest of the games because, as far as the movie goes, it kind of stops right there. As far, well, let's as, just go through the, the games game, anyway. But there was, yeah, but yeah, there was four and five and six, and then there. Um, before Tekken Four came out, there was Tekken Tag Tournament One, which was a which is a great game. It's a lot of fun. Tekken Four, I remember when Tekken Four um yeah came out. After I told Amber the story several times that um, I was in Chicago for my uncle's wedding, and um, um I think I was I think I was seven or eight years old. Um, I was the ring bearer in his wedding, and um Aww. we we went to the <laughs> we went to the uh, we went to a mall in Chicago because I um. I had to get fitted for a tux, and so and there was a tuxedo store on the mall over there. And um, when I got done doing the fitting and everything like that, there um, I saw that there was an arcade like right across the way. Cause, like there's a tuxedo store, the tuxedo shop, and then right across was an arcade. When I saw the arcade, I told my grandparents, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go over to the arcade." And they're like, "Okay." And so I walk over there, and I walked into the arcade. And I looked to my left. The very first thing I saw was a Tekken 4 arcade cabinet. I had no idea that Tekken 4 had come out. 
you know, because I was a little kid. You don't yeah. keep up with that. No. You just you just see it, you know, and then you're like, oh, I guess it's out. Um, but yeah, I saw a cabinet for Tekken Four, and I was I was like, oh my god, it's Tekken Four. I didn't even know it was out. So um, so um, I went back and I asked my grandparents for some quarters, and they gave me some. And I went over, I went I went back over there and I played Tekken Four, and I, I I played it the whole time, like. Like while my aunt, while my dad, my, not my dad, my dad wasn't there. While my grandpa and my uncle and you know everybody else was like getting fitted for their tucks, I'm over here just glued to the Tekken Four cabinet. As as a kid would be. Yeah, I, I just I loved it so much, and um, I couldn't stop thinking about it after that. Um, but I didn't even like that was it. Like for Tekken Four, I didn't play it again for a very long time because I, I I was just never able to get my hands on. Until last year. <laughs> no, I, I did. Ha I did. Um, that was it for a long time, but I did end up getting it when I was like, uh, I think 15 or 16. Oh, so you had it again. I did. I did own it again. Um, I had a, I had a PlayStation 2. We had gotten one for, um, we got, we'd gotten a PlayStation 2 for Christmas around that year. I, like, again, I was, I was like 15 or 16. So this was 2008, maybe 2008 or 2009. And, um, we went to uh we just got the console. We didn't get any games. Right. So we went to we went to a GameStop and they this is back when they were still selling PS two games. And um That seems like so long ago. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you you can hardly find them nowadays unless you go on the internet or if there's like a like a retro store in your area, which luckily we do have a retro gaming store in our area, so but um yeah, I had played a I, I had found Tekken four at GameStop, and so I bought that, and I played it. It was a used copy, but it was still it was still in very good condition. Like I didn't have any issues with it, and I usually don't buy used games. But um, but yeah, it was it was in very good condition, and I I played it, I played it all the time. I, I loved it. Tekken Four is one of my favorite games in the series, and for some reason, it's considered the worst game in the series, which I, is which yeah, is I strange. Don't, I don't to get me. it. Yeah, I mean it's, and I think, I mean people. I, I did read about like why it's considered one of the worst games in the series, and 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 the arguments don't make a lot of sense to me because they're like, like where's this character? Where's that character? Like, they're in the game. Like, what? <laughs> but, but I mean, I I guess I can understand. Like, like like one of the biggest ones was Eddie Gordo. They're like, why isn't Eddie Gordo attacking for? Like, he is. Yeah, he, he is. He he's is. an alternate costume for Christy. You yeah. Know? So, but yeah, most people don't know that. Like, how, that. yeah, how is someone supposed to figure that out, right? I could, I found out completely by accident. You know, I didn't even, I didn't even realize it mm -hmm. for a while. I found out completely by accident. But um, yeah. Then there was um, and then there was five. Five was good. Um, I remember when that came out. I remember I had a Game Informer magazine around that time, and um, and there was a lot of there was an ad in there for Tekken Five because it had just came out. Game Informer had. You know, like whenever a new game came out, the magazine would have like page, just pages, right? Whole pages of of the game, like with artwork and interviews with the creators and stuff like that. So Tekken Five, when when it was come when it was officially come out, it was a big deal. And when it finally did come out, I played it, and it was okay. I mean, it was it was good. I didn't have a bad time playing it at all, except the boss battle with Jinpachi Mishima was oh. <laughs> a real pain in the ass. He is seriously op in that yeah. game <laughs> yeah but after some time you know i was just a kid so i had plenty of time on my hands so 
after after a very long time of grinding and grinding and grinding, I I did beat the game with every character <laughs> because that's that's a goal for anyone who plays Tekken is to beat the game with every character. Yeah, that's one thing I liked about Tekken was that you know everybody knows when you beat the arcade mode, you get like a cool little video at the end. Yeah. That was kind of an added incentive to beat the game with every character, you know, because you like, want to see how the yeah, story is ending or continuing. Yeah, you you want to see what happens with each character, so. So, um, so yeah, like that, that was, that was, a, that was a big thing with me. I really wanted to be able to beat the game with every single character. And I did in Tekken 5 after a long enough time. And then, um, yeah, and then you didn't hear from Tekken for a while after that. And then, and then, uh, 6 came out in, uh, I can't remember what year that came out. 2012? No, no, that was Tag 2. Tag 2. Tag 2 came out in 2012. 7 came... Not 7, 6. 6 came out, I think, 2008? 2009? It was somewhere around there. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But 6 came out, and I was excited for that one. Again, I had seen some ads in Game Informer for it, and I was excited. Yeah, and... um. When you watch the opening, the opening like makes you like really excited. For it looks really. You're like, oh my god! It looked really good. Like it, it looked very, very good because the graphics were amazing. Definitely for that time, they were very good, and you had a very interesting story. I mean, you had, excuse me, you had Jin, who had a. Who had apparently become <laughs> a villain. As the bad guy. Yeah, he apparently becomes a villain in this, and you, you definitely. You know, as fans, we really wanted to see what was going to happen to him, like how far he would go and whatnot. And he does some crazy stuff, you know. I mean, he he declares war on the world, you know, and um, every everyone is the world is just up in flames, and everyone's everyone's fighting, killing each other, and. But then you get to the gameplay aspect of it, yeah. and it's kind of all over the place. And I know most people were like. Why are we playing as Lars when it focuses on Jen? Or what? Why are we playing as somebody like totally new? Yeah, the um. I mean, he fits in, but I mean, it's kind of weird at first. You're like, who is this? Yeah, like, Lars is a Lars is a really cool character. Um, but but, for, but what they did for the story in Tekken Six was they um, it's open world. Yeah. Excuse me, open world. You know they um. Like, you play as Lars, and then you got Alyssa with you by your side. Yep. And you're kind of just running around fighting people. Um, like I said, the controls in that, I mean, you played it, and, and I remember you, you wanted to play 6 really badly, but I, I kept trying to tell looked, you. Caleb was like, you don't want to play it. It's not it's not that great. You're going to have a hard time. I'm like, I don't care. I've played them all. I have to play it. It's just, it's it's natural as a gamer to want to play them all. No, I know, and you're right, but at the, but at the same time... But after I finished when you, it... When you played it, you were like, oh man, you were right. You know, I, I was like, I, this, I didn't warn you. <laughs> this is everywhere, and I'm having such a hard time. <laughs> yeah, but... um. But at the at the same time, I mean, there there is some cool stuff that happens in this open world because that's that's where the yeah, story yeah. takes place. Like if you want to know what the story is, you gotta you gotta play this. Yeah. And um, you know, and uh, and it turns out, you know, Jin, he the reason he he had to, um, you know, he had to cause war all over the world was to was to awaken Azazel, who who is apparently the originator of the devil gene. And 
he had to destroy him because he felt he thought you know he could get rid of the devil gene because that's the, and that, that's the biggest the biggest thing in the story is the devil gene. You know, it it started with with uh with Jim's grandmother. Yeah. Kazuya's mother. It started with her and it passed on to Kazuya and Jin. Jin hates that this is in his in, in his blood and he and you know, and, and this was sick, so we didn't know where it came from. Right. And we were um, still in the dark. We thought, you know, devil had come and put it on Jin and just, you know, yeah, we didn't it had know. given it to Kazuya. We had no Yeah, idea. we didn't know where this had came from and you know and and so, they, like, the, these were given a lot of answers for us, or so we thought. You know, and Jen defeats Azazel. I remember when um, we, I remember when I first played the story, the story in Tekken 6, and Jen, Jen destroys Azazel. I thought Jen was dead, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't know how many people thought that. I did. I thought he was dead, and I was kind of bummed. But then, um, and then Tekken, Tekken Tag 2 came out, which was awesome i love tag and tag love too. it that's one of the best games in the series mm-hmm. it had it had the best roster for one the roster is just amazing had everybody everybody from every single game was in there um which that, that yeah like i said that game was a lot of fun and then um and then you, you didn't hear anything from and this was in 2012 and you didn't hear anything from tekken for several years you know, they announced Tekken 5, or not 5, I'm sorry, 7. seven. <laughs> they announced Tekken 7 in 2014. Yeah. And I remember when I saw the trailer, I was super hyped. I couldn't wait. And then three years went by yeah. before I could actually play this game, which that did cause a lot of problems among the fans, especially fans who were not, like, in Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like I said, it was announced in 2014. It came out at some point in 2015, but you know us over here in the U.S., we didn't get the game until 2017. Yeah. And you know, and before they had announced that the game would be out in 2017 in the states, before that, I had completely forgotten about about yeah. Tekken Seven. Like I had completely forgotten about it because, you know, you didn't hear anything. But you would see it because you know, of course, I follow Tekken on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, and. You know, and they were posting videos all the time. It seemed like everybody except me was playing this game. Right. <laughs> but you, you can't find it, you know. But when it finally did come out, um, I was really excited when got the game. I remember I went and got it the day we came back from a vacation in uh, Mississippi. Yeah. We, we went to Mississippi, and the day we came back, I immediately went to GameStop and bought it. And, um, and... It was good. I mean, Tekken 7 is a lot of fun. It's the best-looking Tekken game to date. It's the best-looking one. Gra- yes. Graphics are amazing. The gameplay and the mechanics and everything are are top-notch. You know, characters are really easy to use. Combos are, are super fast. Um, however, 7 at the same time was very was not very disappointing. I, that, I, I want to retract that. It's not very disappointing, but... There were things about it that I wish had been different. For one, the game modes. You know, Tekken is. I wish no- there was more. Tekken is known for its game modes because they had a lot of them. They had, they had time attack, survival, team battle. Team battle is, is everyone's favorite. Everyone loves team battle. Yeah. You know, you can pick up to eight characters and just just go at it. And Tekken Seven has none of that. And um, and then the arcade mode is, um, frankly, the arcade mode is pathetic. I'm sorry, but it is. There's not a lot. You you literally there's get literally like five, five five stages. There's literally five stages, and you don't get anything at the end. 
You don't. You get no cutscene. The credits just roll. But see, the big thing with that is the Tekken online stuff is like huge. Like they have been pushing. They're that was they're still pushing the Tekken online tournaments to this day. They still have things about sign up for the online challenge or come and listen to us play the tournaments, and they are like. Online is, like, bigger, and I think that's why they didn't put yeah. a lot of thought into, like, the arcade modes and more modes, because they want people to be online now. Like, it's big. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say, too, that the that 7 is, um, it, the, the main focus was the one-on-one, the yeah. tournaments, you know, stuff like that. that. That was the focus. They want people to live like you were going to be in a tournament, and you were going to fight to win. I mean, it's exciting. I watch, I've never played the tournament myself, but I've watched people like do the online stuff and it's really exciting. They have like a big arena full of people that were like watching these players like go at yeah, it. It, it was pretty exciting. Yeah, it, it's a big deal. I personally probably, personally, I wouldn't compete in this. I wouldn't because... either because people would kick my ass Yeah, because <laughs> I, I think I can play well and then you get by somebody who's like, eh, I I've got been, you. <laughs> I've been playing, I've, I've played all the games I've been playing since I was little, you know, like I was saying, I've, I've been a fan since I was a little kid, and but even, even, even now, like as as much as I've been playing it, I haven't played it in a while. I've been taking a break from it and playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. But um, but even now, I still with, with all my experience, I still don't think I could take most of the people that compete in the tournaments. A, a small part of me feels like, yeah, I could take them. I I probably wouldn't get too far, but. I think I could take some of them. But, I mean, they also have, you know, where you get on there and you pick your character and you play to get, like, the rankings, the next, you know, like, Mm. what's the right word for it? I love my train of thought. It's like the, where you get, like, the next, like, Tekken God Prime and whatever. Those are exciting because they get harder as you go. But Mm. you don't play, I mean, you're playing with, I don't, it's not online, but somebody else is playing as it. Yeah. And, you know... It's exciting because it gets harder as you go, so it's more of a challenge for you to keep up. And mm-hmm. then you play different bosses, mm-hmm. and some of those can be difficult. And then you know you get mad whenever they beat <laughs> you, and your streak ends, and you like you've walked in many a times on me, and I'll be mad because I have to start over. I got to like fifteen, yeah. and then I got beat and I have to start over. <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, I I get upset too. You know when yeah. I'm playing. I mean, you know, I've I'll, I'll be I'll be playing, and you know. And I think the fact that I, you know, I'm not trying to blow my own horn, but whenever I play, I do pretty well, you know, for myself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, Steve Fox is one of my favorite characters to use. He's got some of the best combos in the game, and he's got a very unique style because he's a boxer, you know. So, and I think because I feel, personally, I feel like because I play so well with him, when I screw up, I get upset with yeah. myself. It's know? the same way for me when I when I play with Kazuya. Kazuya is my main, and I, I'm like... I want to get better. I don't like losing yeah. when it comes to even, using him. Yeah, but even even when, even like you know, even when you win, when you win a match, you're still disappointed with your performance, even yeah. though you won. Yeah. You're like, I could have won it better. Could do that better. <laughs> yeah, you, like yeah. even though you won, you got a little bit of health left. And you're like, I should have had more health. You know. But in the Tekken Seven story, that's where we find out that you know. The devil gene came from Kazumi, and 
were like, oh, so there's no way for Jen to get rid of it because it's in his blood. <laughs> yeah, the um, that's what I was fixing to jump to next. The um, this is this is the first Tekken game to actually have like a story mode. You know, Mortal Kombat has become known for this, like having a story. You that, could say Tekken Six had one, but like I this said, this is like yeah, real. The, yeah, like I had said with Six, so this was open world. You know, it's not quite the same, right? But uh, Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat games, like ever since Mortal Kombat 9 came out in 2011, ever since that one came out, Mortal Kombat has been known for their story mode, for having different chapters. You know, you, you play you play a different character for each chapter, you fight a few times, move on to the next one. Tekken 7 does a similar thing, except, you know, you don't play a whole bunch of different characters, like every chapter or so. It's very contained. You know, it sticks to a single storyline, and, you know, and like Amber was saying, here you learn the origins of the devil gene. It comes from Kazumi Mishima, who is Kazuya's mother. And um and you learn you learn what happened to her and you learn a lot about um about Heihachi's past, Kazuya's childhood and so on. Um, Jin is sort of a factor in this story, but at the same, because you do see him a few times. Even but, though it doesn't really focus on him, yeah, it's more of like the the final battle between yeah. Heihachi and Kazuya. Yeah, Jin is not the focus here. The 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 focus is on Kazuya and Heihachi and Akuma, because Akuma from yeah. Street Fighter is a guest character in this game, and and um. His, uh, I'll be honest, his part in the story seemed kind of out of left field. It works, but at the same time, I was like, did you need him, though? I yeah, mean, no. But it is what it is. It was. It still worked out, because the story is good. Yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, but the, uh, the, uh, Jin's, Jin's role in the story mode, though, is that, you know, he, because of what he had done to the world in Tekken 6, Lars... Who who in the Tekken Six stories revealed that Lars is Heihachi's illegitimate son, therefore he is Kazuya's half brother and Jin's uncle. And he was only born to prove that Heihachi didn't have devil gene. Yeah. When I learned that, I was like, "That's kind of a that That's sucks. Hor- That's horrible." Yeah. You're like you are a very bad man. Yeah. You are not right, <laughs> sir. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it's revealed through that 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 Lars is Heihachi's son, therefore. Kasi's brother, Jin's uncle, and so on. Um, um, he has been looking for Jin because Jin is the only one who can save the world. You know, he destroyed it, and now he has to save it. You know, and and which I'm still figuring out how they're going to do that. That sounds there's no telling. <laughs> we'll figure like, it out. <laughs> we'll find out eventually. But um, yeah, we'll find out eventually. But, you know, second seven ends with Heihachi's death. I hope. <laughs> I hope <laughs> there have been so many times where you know they they were teasing that he died that he died but he he's not dead. <laughs> Caleb always makes a joke that uh-huh. uh you're gonna see his hand come out of the volcano and I'm like no stop yeah, so it at, don't jinx it. Yeah, so at the end of Tekken Seven, <laughs> the way it ends is Kazuya kills Heihachi and then he throws his body into a volcano. And yeah, I always joke that you know that there's a post credit scene where you can see his hand like just rise out of the lava. Just to clarify, there is no post-credit There's scene. Not. Don't go looking for it because <laughs> yeah, it's not no. there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I'm deceiving anyone. <laughs> but it ends with Lars telling Jen that, you know, you're the only one who can save it. And then Jen's like, well, then I have to kill Kazuya. And that just, like, guts me because I'm like, no, I don't want it. Don't we'll do this. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There's really no telling. I mean, like I said, you know, we had to wait 
several years for for Tekken Seven to come out. So there's, and they've just released season four, so Tekken yeah. Eight is probably nowhere in sight. Right there's no now. telling when Tekken Eight is going to come out, or I mean, for all we know, we might get a Tekken Tag Three before we get a Tekken we Eight. We might, yeah. Which I wouldn't be opposed to a Tekken Tag Three. I love the tag games. So. Yeah, they're really fun. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to Tekken Tag Three. But that just that just that just proves my point that there's really no telling when eight is going to come out. And for anybody who's wondering where I came in in the Tekken franchise, you you guys are going to be shocked. I didn't come in till Tekken Seven because okay, I didn't grow up with Tekken. I was more of the person who played with Nintendo sixty four. I was a Nintendo person and I was a Pokemon person. I that's what I grew up with. So Caleb was always trying to get me into it when Tekken 7 came out. And I was always like, eh, yeah, I, no, yeah. I don't know. And then one day, he was watching the story, or he was playing the story. I was going through the story, yeah. And, like, it got to the part where Kazuya kills Heihachi. And I was, like, sitting there. And I have a bad habit of sitting there watching stuff because then I get into it. And I'm like, oh, no, what have I done to myself so whenever he does it, and like Kazuya has like this somber look on his face, and the whole time I'm thinking, who is that? And I'm like, <laughs> and Caleb like finishes it, and I'm like, well, what happened? That's it? And then he, and I was like, oh no. And then it started, and I, I'll admit it, I fell in love with Kazuya right there. I was like, oh my god, like who are you, sir? Yeah. And yeah, that's where I came in, and I've been hooked ever since. And that's been what almost a year, or a little over a year. That that happened about a year ago. About a year. So yeah, yeah. I've only been a fan for a year, but oh my god, I love yeah. the hell out of it. Yeah, I, I had tried for a long time to get her into it. It did take a while, even like even though I I kind of pressed her on it for <laughs> I'm gonna for make a, you for like a this. couple of years beforehand I had pressed her on it. I'm gonna make you like this. Here, watch this scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he got me, yep. Yeah, exactly. But um but yeah, like that's that's the Tekken games. It's uh, like I said, fantastic game franchise, one of the best. My favorite and, and Amber's favorite as well. Um however <laughs> the uh I guess the like like with any like with any uh, video game that they try to take and turn into a movie, it doesn't work. No, and, sadly. Yeah, and you know, boy, did they do a. I mean, I'm sorry. I you know we we're not trying to be too negative or anything, but they did a bang up job when it comes to this movie. But um, but we're definitely gonna get into all that. The um. You, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about as far as the movie goes. I mean, it, it has a it has a pretty interesting cast. I'm not gonna lie. It's got an interesting cast and the story. Even though the story is not good, even though it's not good, you still have to you still have to stop and think about the 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 the, the routes that they take. Like even if you don't like it, you still gotta think about it. You know. Yeah. Like you just you just gotta you it makes you it makes you wonder why did they go that route you know or why did they use this person or why didn't they use this person or... yeah like even if you don't like it it's still something that you 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 kind of have to ponder on yeah especially if you're a Tekken fan oh yeah yeah because if if you love the series as much as we do this this movie definitely makes you think about the decisions they made but um but we're definitely gonna get gonna get into all of that there is there's a quite a bit to cover with this movie 
and uh, we'll be back right after the break. Okay, so yeah, Tekken, like uh, like we had mentioned earlier, this movie came out in 2009. I, uh, I, I remember when it came out in 2009, I remember I saw a, um, I had seen something on the internet about that there was, that there was going to be a movie, and, um, and at first I was, I was really excited because, you know, like I said, I'm a lifelong Tekken fan. Yeah. And, you know, when you don't know what is going to be in the movie, when you just know the movie's happening, of course you're going to get excited, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to get excited about it. So I was really hyped. And so was my brother, because, you, know, you, you know, my brother is also a big fan of Tekken. And, um, and whenever, that they had, whenever they had announced this movie, um, I do have a little story right here for, for like, for, um, like, like, for me with this movie. Whenever they had announced it, um, I remember some time went on after the announcement and my brother and I were playing Tekken 4 on the, on my PlayStation 2. And, um, and then, um, I guess a light just went off in my head and I remember that there was going to be a movie. And so I asked my brother, I was like, Hey, did you know there was going to be a movie? And he didn't know. He was like, what? No. And, um, and so, and so we went on, we got on the, um, we got on YouTube and, um, I just searched a Tekken movie to uh to see if I could find any news on it and it it turned out that a trailer had just happened to be released right before that and so we watched the trailer and you get a little taste of what is happening in the movie but again because we were so excited about it we didn't realize what this movie was going to be we it just it it did not dawn on us and sometimes trailers are very misleading they can be they can be they can, they can be, be exciting be a, yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh. Yeah, many trailers <laughs> can be like a very huge misdirect. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but because because we were just so excited about it, we were so hyped. It just didn't dawn on us what this movie was gonna be or anything like that. And but you know, and Amber knows this story. But because we were so excited, we were like, hey, let's make a Tekken movie ourselves. And, um, oh yes, the yeah. glory days. <laughs> yeah. So my brother and I, we, we went out in our backyard and we made a Tekken movie of us just doing fight scenes and acting like the Tekken characters. But it was, it was so dumb. We were just kids though. I mean, you know, we, we were just trying to have fun and it was fun. Like even though, it, even though we did a horrible job, it was still cool to do. They were every character. I'll have you know. Yeah, it was just me. And, it was just me and my brother, and we played like five different characters each. And we it was pretty funny. We didn't change our clothes, like we wore the same clothes and just pretended to be different characters. It was it was hilarious. Don't ask where that movie is because it it no longer exists. It's long gone. It's gone. It no longer exists. But um, but yeah, that's how excited we were about it. You know, we were we were super hyped, and then the movie came out. You know. But for us, it didn't come out in theaters. Um, this movie, it, it was released theatrically in a few different parts of Asia, like in Japan, because Tekken obviously was made in Japan. It's huge over there. So it was released in Japan and uh, the Philippines and Manila, you know, a couple of different places throughout Asia. Um, whenever it made its way to the States, it did have a very small premiere at the AFM Film Festival. Um, you know, at film festivals, you know, a lot of movies will premiere yeah. and, and, you know, and, um, it, it, a lot of it, a lot of them premiere over there so that they can find a distributor, someone who will release the film on DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Um, so it premiered at the AFM film festival so that they could find a distributor 
and they did find one. They did. They did. Um, they did get a distributor, but but the film was not received well at all by anyone who saw it at the film festival. It was received very poorly. Yeah, and because of that, there was no theatrical release. It released mm-hmm. straight to DVD. Yeah, it was. It was or uh, VHS, whatever was there. At no, the VHS time. was was dead. By okay, then. So, so DVD. Yeah, Blue VHS Ray. was pretty much dead by then. It was. It was just. It was released on DVD, but it was directed video, you know, so yeah. so we didn't get it in theaters. But I remember it did come out, and I got it as a birthday gift. Um, I think my mom gave it to me. I don't really remember who gave it to me. It was either my mom or a friend or something. But, um, but yeah, so we got the DVD for my birthday that year. I think that was my 17th birthday. And, um, and of course, my brother and I were, were, were excited, you know, like, like, oh, look, we got it. And so we went and watched it, and at first... I'll be honest. The first time we watched it, <clears throat> um, we were uh, we were into it, you know. But again, we were kind of still riding the hype train. We had we had yet to got we had yet to get off the train at this point. <laughs> and so, excuse me. So whenever we got, whenever we got the movie and watched it first, we were into it. And then, um, we had watched it a few times, and then. We just kind of dropped it. We didn't watch it again for a while, like a long while after that. And then, you know, and then um, we we got older. A couple years have passed, and we, my brother and I both went off to college. Well, my brother had been in college already for a year before that. I had started my first year, and he and I were roommates in college. And um, and we were like, we, we were playing Tech and Tag 2. Because Tag 2 came out a year before this, because this was 2013. So Tag 2 came out in 2012. And I had tag two, and me and him would play it on the on the 360. And um, I remember one day we were playing, and one of us was just like, "Hey, you remember that movie?" <laughs> just and bring it up. Hey, remember like, that movie that we watched, or we were excited? It's about? like remember that remember the the, the Tekken movie? And then I think I had said that, and my brother was like, "Oh yeah," so I forgot about that. And so we were like, "We should we'll just watch yeah, it." Yeah, we should watch it. Like I don't think I had the DVD anymore after that. I don't remember. But um, it's not hard to find, like no. on the internet. You know, it's, it's on YouTube. It's like the first video that pops up. Yeah, the whole thing's <laughs> on YouTube. It's on Tubi. You know, I think it's on the Roku channel as well. So I mean, it's not hard to find. Um, we were like, we should, like, we should watch it again. You know, it's been a while. So we watched it, and you know, we're older now. Now we're in you college. Start to notice, yeah, things. we're older now. <laughs> we're in college, and so we watch this movie, and we were like, oh my god, this movie is. horrible. <laughs> horrible like, this is so bad and um but um i i wasn't i wasn't um i wasn't like a big film lover you know or I'm movies to, weren't really your i love expertise i love then. watching movies but at like at a at on a technical level i didn't know much i just saw movies like yeah, I, well you were 17 i mean oh uh, yeah i was no i was i was like 18 or 19 but anyway um, but yeah, I, te- um, as far as like tech, technical stuff goes in movies, I wasn't that into it. I just saw movies that I thought I would like, you know? Um, but, um, but, um, a, a couple of years went on and whenever I was trying to get, whenever I was trying to get Amber into the franchise, um, um, she, she had been asking me, you know, like there, there's games, what else is there? Are there movies? Oh. And <laughs> and I said, I was like, yes, unfortunately there are movies. And so I showed her, I showed her this one and, um, 
And, you know, of course, she she wasn't too familiar with Tekken at the time. She was just getting into it. Yeah. So she wasn't too familiar with it. And um, and so I'm explaining to her, we're watching this, and I'm explaining to her all the things that are wrong with it. And um, <laughs> and But I was surprised to see that this movie was directed by Dwight Little. And um, for those of you who don't know, Dwight Little, I'm sure all you action movie fans know who he is. Dwight Little is actually a good a good director. He directed Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee. That's my favorite Brandon Lee movie. Great movie. It's a fantastic film. And it's it's got very good action sequences. Um, and, uh, and Dwight Little also directed Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. That's... Of course, I realize that's an inferior movie when it comes to, like, the, the original Halloween. But 4 isn't that bad. I think of the sequels, it's one of the better ones. And Dwight directed that one, and I think he did a solid job. And then he also directed Mark for Death, which is a Steven Seagal film. I'm not a very big fan of Steven Seagal, but I do know that among action film fans... It's one of the better Mark ones. for Death is one of Steven Seagal's better films, from what I understand. And, again, Dwight Little directed that as well. So, we know Dwight Little is good. You know, we know he can direct a, a, a good movie and 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 uh, direct good action sequences. Because in Rapid Fire, like I said, great action sequences. I, lo- I love them. They're, they're, they're a little slow, but um, compared to what they do now. Because now, fight scenes are a lot quicker. But, um, but you know, for Rapid Fire, even though the, even though the choreography is a little slow... It's um it's still really really fun to watch, but um so we know Dwight Little is a good director, but this movie I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's God, this movie's bad. I'm sorry. It's I don't even know if you can really blame the director. First of all, the writers. It's like they took. Yeah. It's like they took the movie. Okay, and they said, "Hey, these characters are popular in this video game." Even though we don't know crap about them, let's just make a movie with them. And that was it. Yeah. It's kind of like any video game movie. They're like, okay, this video game's popular. See these fight scenes? Let's just redirect them right here. Yeah. And that's it. That's They don't put any, like, creativity into it. They don't put no, like, you know, whatever. It's just yeah. about the characters being on the screen and having their name. And yeah. that's it. <laughs> Yeah, and what's and I and I had mentioned this to Amber um, a couple of days ago, like before we actually watched the film, before we sat down to watch the movie and do our research and stuff like that. I remember I had seen an interview with Dwight Little around the time that this movie was coming out, and you know, and he he was saying that you know um, that they were that that they they were trying you know to make a good movie, trying to have fun and do the best do the best that they could. And I respect that. I really do. I, I admire him for that. I respect the hell out of, out of Dwight Little for, you know... Yeah, of course. For, for saying that, you know, he's doing the... He's trying to do a good job, you know, and... And, um... Uh... But, you know, like Amber was saying, it's... It, it's not entirely his fault, you know? It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not entirely his fault. I mean, you, you, you have to... You also have to look at... How it was written. That's the biggest issue is how this film was written. Dwight Little did not have a hand in the writing process. No, not at all. Yeah. Um. So you know you can't say that that's his fault. You can't blame him. It's it's the writers and it's the studio. It's. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know of any studio interference with this film, but you know it was just not written very well. <laughs> um. But um. 
like we had said at the beginning, this movie does have an interesting cast. I'll be completely honest, it does. I mean, it's um, it, it's got um, it's got some actors that are actually very talented. Yes, um, very, very. Like we have um, we have Carrie Tagawa as Hayashi Mishima. For those of you who don't know who Carrie Tagawa is, he's Shang Tsung. In the nineteen ninety five Mortal Kombat. Yes, he is Shang Tsung. I love Carrie Tagawa. He, he is, is fantastic. He's a great actor. He he is Shang Tsung to me. He is. But yes. um, but when I say he is Shang Tsung, that's also that's yeah. a, that's a pro, but it's also a con because he is so great at being Shang Tsung. He's not very good at Heiachi Mishima. No. It's like they told him, what you did with Shang Tsung, we're going to put exactly that into Heihachi. And it's like, it doesn't work. Yeah. When I watch when I watch Carrie as, Shang, as, as Heihachi in this movie, I'm just getting Shang Tsung vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's just Shang Tsung that looks like Heihachi I mean, Mishima. They give him the hair and the mustache. They give him, like, the look, but it's just, it's not there. Yeah. They, they give him the look, but it, it doesn't feel right. Like I said, he is Shang Tsung. I can't picture him as anyone else, you know. I, yeah. I just I can't do it. I can't picture him as anybody else. And like I said, he he I'm getting Shang Tsung vibes from him in in this movie. But yeah, like Amber was saying, they probably told him just be Shang Tsung. Yeah, you're so popular as Shang Tsung already. We just need you to be this guy and you know go yeah. roll with it. Yeah, but um, but we also have um we have Ian Anthony Dale as Kazuya. My other husband, you guys, he is so pretty. Okay, he's a fantastic actor. Ian Ian is a very good actor. He's... He can play a villain so good, but like we said with the, with Carrie Tagawa, he's he's a good Kazuya, but he's not written properly. Yeah, um, you know, and Ian Ian Anthony Dale, if anyone doesn't recognize that name. He was Scorpion in Mortal Kombat Legacy. Yes. And he was very good in that. Very good at it, he's yes. A very good Scorpion. And um and you know, like like Amber was saying, he's very um he is a very talented actor. He, um but Kazuya was written horribly in yes, this movie. Yes, he was. Very. Yeah, he's written very terribly in this movie. He, and it's no fault of Ian's at all. I think Ian Ian did he when, did the best he could. Yeah, when I say he did a good job, I mean it as he did the best with what he was given. Yeah. Again, it's the writers. Yeah. And the screenplay. Yeah, he 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 did re- he did well with what he was given, but the this character was not written very well. In in the video games, you know, Kazuya is a um um what he he he's a tragic character, you know, like kind of a, a Shakespearean type tragic character. When you first see him, he doesn't know whether to be good or bad. He's having an internal he's, struggle. He struggles with, with that, himself. you know, because in the games, you know, he he was thrown off a cliff when he was a little boy yeah. by by his father Heihachi, and he he was horribly scarred from that, like yeah. literally physically scarred, and um and then he was corrupted by the devil gene, and he set out for revenge and. You know, and then after the first game, he did defeat Heihachi, but then into the second game, this is when he becomes the bad guy. Yeah. And, you know, and like, like Amber was saying, he, 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 he struggles internally with this. And even though he's still the bad guy, he still has a struggle of like, does he really want to be bad or does he really want to try to be good? It's like a yeah. constant struggle with him. Yeah. But in this movie, there's none of that. No, nope, Not <laughs> a thing. Just, not a soul. In, in this movie, Kazuya is... A, he's like 
whiny. Yeah, he's like a spoiled brat who's just who is just constantly feigning for his father's attention. Yes, and I'm like, what, what? Yeah, in in this in this the stuff we had mentioned with him being thrown off a cliff and everything that is that does not happen here. No, like, there's no scars. There's no nothing. Okay, he has one scar on his cheek, but it's not even in the right spot. And well, that, that that's a little nitpicky. I mean, I'm it's... sorry. Okay, I'm I'm sorry to everybody if I nitpick too much, but I. Some of this just really gets under my skin, and it's just, I don't know, something about it is just not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but like, I, like, um, like I said, all that, all that stuff, the tragic stuff when it comes to Kazuya, that's all thrown out the window for a very generic uh, villain who, in the beginning, is constantly wanting his father's approval and attention and, you know, wanting to take the torch, you know. Yeah, like and the Mishima name. I'm like, what? Yeah, what? yeah he wants he wants what? he wants Heihachi to pass the torch and Heihachi is, you know, he's reluctant to do so because he knows what kind of person Kazuya is. And that's another thing. There's a complete one eighty with Heihachi in this film. Yeah, like Heihachi he's like was bad throughout the whole thing, but here it's like Okay, we're gonna make yeah. him an anti-hero. Yeah, in, in the in the games, Heihachi is like the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, you know, and he 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 didn't start out that way. Heihachi is also a tragic character. You yeah, know, he he um, it, you know, it, like we had said in Tekken Seven, it's revealed that he killed his wife. He did not want to, you know, he was reluctant, but he was defending himself, you know, and and um. And everything he did was, um, was kind of, was was a result of that. I'm not saying Heihachi is, he's no saint. I mean, he's done some horrible things, but yeah. at the same time, it, you, you understand why whenever you play the Tekken Seven. But in this, yeah, he he's basically he's not a bad guy, but he's viewed as one by some people. Like you know, what? like he's a, <laughs> like 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 she said, he's he's kind of an antihero in this. Like it's like what what are you? That's not right. Yeah, it, it it's really weird. It doesn't make any sense. But you know, that's that that's why that's why we got we have Kazuya here, which yeah. you know, which yeah. again, complete misuse of that character. But here. we'll get more into that as we go on. Yeah, and then and then we have we have John Fu who plays Jin Jin Kazuma. He, yeah, John Fu. He is a good actor and a, and a talented martial artist. Um, he's not very well known. He was in Batman Begins. He played one of the one of Rachel Ghoul's ninjas, but you don't know you don't that. See him. Yeah, he's it's kind of like an extra. He's just a yeah. stuntman. Um, but you know, he started out as a stuntman, and then he was, and then he he got a couple of like smaller roles. But um, this was like one of his early like leading roles here, where he plays Jin. Um, again, this is just another pretty bad example of, of writing here because Jin is Jin is in the games. Jin is very you know very stoic. And, and and in other ways, a tragic character. Yeah, he is because in six he destroys the world because he wants to, to save it. To save it, but at the same time, you're like, okay, even though you want to save the world, you've already killed like so many people mm -hmm. have died because of what you've done, yeah. and people hate you for it. And you know, it's yeah. it's really and, like bittersweet. Yeah, and whenever he whenever he first showed up in Tekken three in the game Tekken three. He is a very likable character. Oh yeah. Yeah, he he's he he had a great move set. Like for like like um in the gaming aspect, had a great move set, 
looked really cool, interesting story to him and yeah. everything. And for that, and, and for this movie, again, that's all cast out. And Jin is just kind of like, like Kazuya in this movie. He's a whiner, you know. He's just some dude that's just... Yeah, he's just some kid, you know. He's some rebellious, whiny kid. And and then because they don't use the devil gene in this movie, nothing yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> the devil gene is not... It's nowhere to be found in this movie. And it is a, not part of the story. It's a huge part of the Tekken franchise. Like, you can't talk about Tekken without talking bringing up the Devil Gene. Because mm-hmm. it... So they don't use any of it. Nothing. Yeah, it's... Everything's it's, gone. It's not present here. But, um... Um... So... So... So Jin is... In this, he, um... He, he's like a... I'm trying to think of the word. He's like a runner, you know. Yeah, he, he like steals. He, he steals, like steals stuff to make money. He steals stuff to, to go make buy money. other things. Now keep in mind, this movie is set in the time of 2039. Yeah, this is set in the future, and um, so you don't think of the future being like everything's like. I mean, in a way, I guess that you can you've destroyed, seen, but you know, you, you know, you've seen stuff like that before. I mean, like in you know, in yeah, and kind of well, in, in, in going a little bit off topic here in in, in the Last of Us, the, the first Last of Us game. That's that's very that's it's very prevalent yeah. that there are different foods and drinks and stuff like that that you can't get anymore. You know, yeah. there's a scene in the Last of Us two where Joel sees a coffee machine like at this coffee shop or whatever, yeah, yeah. and he says, "Boy, I sure do miss coffee," you know, and. So that that is a prevalent thing. In but it some... doesn't it doesn't work here. Yeah, because kinda. they don't. Exp- I mean, they explain, but it's not like okay. So what? Everything just went to hell. Like yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so Jen is um, like we were saying. He he is a he's a runner and he steals stuff from the Tekken Corporation. Oh my god! And sells <laughs> and sells it to these these guys who are like rebels they're part of like a rebellion so what happened is like like amber said this film is set in 2039 what happened is that there there was a there was a big war you know that the, the terror wars is what they call it and and you know all the all the leaders of the world the presidents the kings the emperors they all fell and corporations took over oh my god why am i even talking about this this is just insane and none Um, of these corporations like the only one that is a noticeable name is g corp because that's the one they use in the games the rest of these you've never heard of these in in your life yeah the um yeah so what happened is like like we said you know governments fell world leaders fell corporations took over and there there um there are a lot of different corporations you know, and like Amber was saying, they're all just completely made up. The only two noticeable ones are G Corp, and then there's the Tekken Corporation, not the Mishima Zaibatsu, like it's called in the game. Oh yeah, it's called the Tekken Corporation in the, this movie. It's called the Tekken Corporation. The Zaibatsu does not exist. And the Tekken Corporation <laughs> is located in the middle of Tekken City. <laughs> okay, you guys, like if you were trying to take a shot every time they say Tekken in this movie, you would die. You would have to go to the hospital for alcohol poisoning because. It is terrible. Yeah, so, yeah, I was fixing to get to that. They really like to hammer home the fact that this is supposed to be a Tekken movie. They say Tekken so many times in this film. My brother and I actually made up a drinking game called the Tekken Drinking Game, where you watch this movie, and every time someone says Tekken, you take a shot. I do not recommend anyone play this game because you will die. <laughs> it's, it's, Are you actually using alcohol? 
Huh? Were you actually using alcohol? We didn't use strong stuff. Like, well, that's a good thing because yeah. you would have died. <laughs> we, I'm talking. No, for us, you know, like I said, we're not drinkers. You know, we use like so champ- anything will get you like drunk. champagne or something. Oh my god. <laughs> well, we're not drinkers, you know, so it's just. Yeah, I do not recommend playing uh, playing the Tekken during game. Do not do it. Please do not do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there, there's the Tekken Corporation, which is located in Tekken City. Um, so all these corporations, they are collectively known as Iron Fist. And every year, <laughs> and every year, they hold the King of Iron Fist tournament in Tekken City, where fighters from all the different corporations come and they compete for the title, the King of Iron Fist. The, you know, they, they'll, like, rule over all the corporations, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I'll, be, I'll be honest. It's, it's right here where you notice that, um, that a good bit of the film's budget... This film had a bu- budget of $30 million. That's not very big. No, it's not. Because, you know, there are, there are movies these days that have almost... A billion dollars yeah. worth of budget, so that so you know thirty billion, very very small budget, um and 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 right here I think this is where you notice that the a a, a majority of the film's budget was spent on sets. Yep. Because this is where you get introduced to Heihachi and Kazuya, and um and you see like the big their their big company and their arena where the tournament's going to be happening and it looks cool. But like 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 I'm saying, that's probably where all the money went, right? There. Oh yeah, the whole budget. <laughs> um, and then and then you also get a look at where um you get a look at where Jen lives. So right outside Tekken City is um where Jen lives, and it's called the Anvil, which it's like it's kind of like the Bronx of New York, you know? Yeah. It's it's, it's like the it, outside of the yeah, big city. Yeah, it's it's the uh it's the it's the the wild you know, or the ruins or something like that. Um, so he lives in the Anvil and so do a bunch of other people. And there's, and there's a, like this rebellion that's growing in the Anvil. And like we said, Jen runs, Jen runs between the Anvil and Tekken City, stealing stuff and selling it to the rebellion. To make money. To, yeah. So that he can, so that he can make money to buy stuff like food and whatnot, because there's, you know, like we were saying, there's a lot of food and stuff that doesn't exist anymore. At and least. he buys coffee yeah, and so, orange and chocolate. Yeah, so he buys, so he he sells he he sells this uh this like hard drive or something like that. It's I don't know what it is. It's it's, it's some kind of hard drive. So he sells it to this to this uh to the um th- these people who are working for the rebellion. He sells a hard drive to them and they give him money. And he goes to a bar, and right here is where he meets like four nameless characters. Yeah, they don't tell you who they are at all. He meets like four nameless characters in the span of like two minutes. Yeah, because you know it, it, you do not know who these characters are. They're never mentioned by name. They just seem like, hey, Jim, what's going on? You know, and and <laughs> he's just like nothing. Yeah. Like, wait, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like, who are these people? I remember, I mean, like, when we were watching this movie last night, every time you see these characters, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there like, who are they again? Because we don't know. <laughs> nope. So, yeah, so Jen, he walks into this bar, and one of the characters he meets is like a, um, I don't even know what to call it. He, he sells stuff. He's almost like 
Well, at first, when you look at him, he looks like a pimp, for one thing, because he's got Kinda. he's got two women right here, yeah. and he's just like, yo, what you want? Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah, he, it's like, yeah, he's he looks kind of like a pimp, but he just, like, sells stuff, and, um, um, and, and Jen, like, Ambrose and Jen goes up to him, and he's, like, asking if he's got, like, coffee and oranges and chocolate and stuff like that, like we were saying, food that you can't really find anywhere. Like um, oranges, like, really? You can't, Apparently can't not. find an orange? Apparently you can't. And then but, chocolate, uh, like what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he he buys this stuff from this guy, and as he's fixing to leave this, the, the the bar, he runs into two more nameless characters. No, I do and they're And they're like asking him to join the rebellion. Apparently they're part of the rebellion or something. And Jen's like, nah, man, I got too many problems of my own. You know? <laughs> he's, I got my own life to lead yeah, or to deal with. Like we were saying, this kid, <laughs> like you're saying, he's just like a whiny kid who's got so many problems. And, <laughs> and um, um, and so he, uh, so Jen goes home, and this is where we meet his mother, June Kazuma, a super popular character in the in the game, the game franchise. Yes, June is okay in the games. June is like this sweet, innocent, mysterious woman who has like this wonderful fighting style. Mm-hmm. And, well, in the games, her and Kazia are love interests. Yeah, it's not it's not something that's touched upon very much. It's, 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 it's... I like to believe that they were in love. That's my whole thing. Most people are like, nah, it was just a one night thing. I like to believe they're in love. Knows, personally maybe, yeah i knows. like to believe they had something very special <laughs> who knows maybe in tech and eight we'll get some answers about I that but so. um yeah fingers crossed <laughs> but um yeah so this is where we meet june and uh i was surprised to find out that june Co- june kazuma is played by tamlin tomita uh, for those of you who do not know who that is she played kumiko in karate kid yes too. she did yeah and i didn't know that for the longest time when i saw her name i remember like when again when we were doing our research for this when i saw her name on the cast list i was like that name looks really familiar you're like i know her yeah like <laughs> i know that name and then I, I i looked the name up and i'm like oh my god that's kumiko from karate kid 2 and and uh off topic again she's reprising her role as kumiko in, in cobra yes, kai season is. 3 so we're excited about that but yes um but yes that's her she plays june cosmo yes yeah, so we meet her and you meet you know, we meet her in their home and she's practicing tai chi and um and jen is showing her that he got an orange and coffee and all that and she's and, like what did you do to get this yeah cuz like we said you can't find this stuff and so she's asking him how did he get it and he's how did he afford it and he said he got a lot of money for running for for running around and stealing all this stuff and you know of course she she tells him she just berates him about it, you know, like you shouldn't be doing that, and you will have nothing to do with Tekken. Do you understand me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like and what? They just immediately start fighting here. Yes, that's and, and that's the only conversation they have. Yeah, they, that's it. Yeah, and again, complete misuse of the character. Yes, like yes, <laughs> yeah, complete misuse of the character June. Like like she's literally there to have an argument with Jin so that he can storm out. And regret later. Yeah, so that he can storm out, and then something happens, and then he feels bad. Like she is a plot device, and, and that's, it's horrible. Yeah, you it's, can't you can't do that. It's, it's horrible. You don't get no nothing. Yeah, June is a plot device here. But so anyway, yeah, they fight. Jin leaves in anger. He just storms out, and this is where we meet his girlfriend 
or one of them at least. Oh God, uh, the one night stand. <laughs> yeah, and and, and uh, this girl is uh, it's a girl named Kara, and um. Just to be clear, that is not a character in any game whatsoever. No, it's she not. is just another one of the plot devices. Yeah, so so Kara <laughs> is um, apparently Jen's girlfriend, and um, and you know they, they they get together and and um while they're while they're together, um, Kazuya comes into the anvil with his um, his father's soldiers, which are called jackhammers. Or Jacks for short. They are not Jacks. Because they are not. Because there is a character in the Tekken game series called Jack, who is a robot. Big robot. I mean, like big muscular arms that are made like of robotics. And these guys come in. They're skinny, and they're wearing like. No, they're they're all just like soldiers. That's really what they are. They're just soldiers. They got guns and all that. They have no mechanics. They have no robotics. No big guys. Nothing. They're like this big and. yeah, so so while that's going on, Kazuya and the the Jacks come in where where um he he finds the guys that Jin had sold the um the hard drive to. He he had traced the he like traced their signal over there and um and Kazuya kills them. And um and then they find out, you know, they know Jin stole the hard drive somehow. It's not explained. They just know that he stole it. And um and when they find out where Jen is, Kazuya tells the uh, the, the Jacks to uh, to just he says burn everything you know and everyone in it you know so so whenever Jen sees that they're coming after him, he runs off and he tries to get back home. But then Jacks show up at his house and they're trying to get answers from from June about where Jen is. June is of course not telling them anything. And then the house blows up. They, uh, the missile just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, a missile gets shot into the house and blows it up. It, but the missile it literally comes out of nowhere. It's it like does. You don't see you don't see anyone or anything shoot the missile. It just shows up and blows the house up. I always joke to Caleb. I'm like, look, somebody's shooting because this movie is so terrible. Yeah. And everything um, up. Yeah, and so the house gets blown up, and Jen, um, Jen starts walking through like what's left of the house and he finds a um he finds um this uh i guess like a card or something like that some kind of like it's like a member card or something yeah some sort of card and it has the word tekken on it and it has a picture of june on there and um he feels betrayed because Jin, she was in the tekken tournament and she told him to stay away from it well no he doesn't figure that out just yet you're you're jumping ahead a little bit because he didn't find that out until later but he um, yeah. I like that. That's that. That's a weird thing about this scene, but, though, is that when you look at the card, doesn't it, it has it does? But at the same time, you don't really under you don't understand what's happening here because he because Jin sees the card and he's like he's like like oh Tekken, but he doesn't even really say anything after that. He doesn't follow up on it. He he just immediately blames Heihachi for this. That's right, because he takes the knife and then cuts a poster of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, there are posters of Heihachi around, like 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 propaganda, you know. And so he, um, so yeah, Jin immediately blames Heihachi for this, and and he tries to find a way to enter the Iron Fist tournament. And um, and this is where we get introduced to another character, uh, Steve Fox, Caleb's favorite, one of my favorite characters, who they yes. have completely. <laughs> 
misused. Yeah, so so <laughs> yeah, so this right here is where we meet Steve Fox. Steve Fox is not the young boxing champion in this. Luscious blonde hair. No. Yes. He is not the he is not the young boxing champion. In this, he is the old middle aged washed up fighter. Yeah. Who is playing the mentor. He is the Obi Wan Kenobi of this movie. <laughs> and and so we and in this Steve Fox sure does love to say wanker. He says the word wanker so many times in this movie. He does. Yeah. He loves to say that. He loves calling people wankers <laughs> because he's British. <laughs> they just had to make him say, hey, make sure you say wanker. Make yeah. sure you say it. Yeah. Or excuse me, wanker. Yeah, so so um so uh so Steve Fox is standing outside of the small like little fighting arena. And he is asking people who are all gathered around. He is asking all of them, who wants to fight in the Iron Fist open call? Like, whoever wins will get a spot in the tournament. Um, and most people are saying no. You know, they're, they're like, no, I'm not fighting in that. Like, okay, then why are you standing there? Yeah, why are you here? <laughs> like, what is the yeah. point? Are you just trying to have an audience? Yeah. But, um, but, but, uh, What's interesting here is that I didn't mention um, Steve Fox is played by Luke Goss, who is a very talented actor. Luke Goss was in Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, mm -hmm. and he played Prince Nuwata, which was a great performance on his part. He played a really... Prince Nuwata is a really cool character, and Luke Goss nailed it. Like, he is a very good actor. And again, like with most of the actors in this, he doesn't do a bad job. He does the best with He's what he was. He's just written terribly. He does, yeah, he does the best with what he was given. He is just not written very well. Um, so, so Jen shows up and tells Steve that he wants to that he wants to fight. And so Steve Steve says, "Okay, so let's go." And and so Jen follows Steve into the arena. And here is where we meet Martial Law. Another one of Caleb's favorite characters. Yes, I love Martial Law because obviously he's based on Bruce yes, Lee. Yes, he is based on Bruce Lee. Yeah, but um, Martial Law is played by Kung Lee, who is a legendary mixed martial artist. He was in the UFC, he's in Strike Force. He's an amazing fighter. He's a legend. Um, I love Kung Lee, but I'll be honest, I don't know why they used him to play Martial Law. No disrespect, but I mean, if Martial Law is supposed to be based on Bruce Lee, you would have tried to get someone who at least resembles Bruce yeah. Lee and acts yeah. like him. Because Kung Lee doesn't, they, he doesn't they, even act like Bruce Lee. They really just wanted him because he yeah. was a UFC fighter. Yeah, he's it, just, it would get his name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just in it. Like he, 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 um, you know, Kung Lee doesn't resemble Bruce Lee, but not only does he not resemble him, that's not an issue, but he doesn't act like him either. You know, if he played Marshall, if he plays law in the games, he acts just like Bruce Lee. He yeah. moves like him, talks like him. Like it, but in this, it's not that it's just Kung Lee being Kung Lee. And it's like I said last, when we watched it last night, this guy in Marshall law in the games is so nice. He's so nice. He's friendly. Not once do you think of him as a villain in this? He's written like an asshole. He's, he's, mean he's like an arrogant he doesn't yeah villain I, like he doesn't match like the the persona now the pants are like marshall's that's the only thing they got right was the costume a little well kind of sort of well i won't i mean i won't say he's a villain i don't necessarily agree with that i mean cause he's the villain for the fight you only see him in this one in this one scene and 
and he he does he does kind of give off that vibe, sure. Well, yeah, but when you watch it, Jen is supposed to be the hero, and yeah. you know every hero has to have a villain. So yeah, in, in that, that case, in that context, yeah. he's a villain. But um, or the bad guy. Yeah, but um, so so Jen gets uh, they're fighting in like a cage, you know, and there's people around, and so Jen gets in there to fight Law, and and this is where we get our first fight scene. Um, it's. I won't say it's not horrible because because they're the choreography is okay. But, but y'all, there's so much cutting. Yeah, the choreography is okay, but that's you, you can't you still can't even really say that because you don't even really get a chance to embellish in the no, choreography because the camera keeps shaking and cutting away. It is that thing that a lot of American action films do, like whenever there's a fight scene. Every time someone, every time there's a hit, the camera cuts and changes angles. Like every time there's a hit, that happens, and that's what's happening here. It's it. That reminds. What I have an example. Okay, so I'm gonna go a little off topic, but do you remember that episode, um, in that Nickelodeon show, iCarly, where Spencer is like doing the squirrel with the camera, and he like cuts each time to move. Yeah, the, that reminds he, me of this because it's, it's like they didn't even get a chance to like throw a punch or move because it was cut. Well, that's be, <laughs> no, that's because he was doing stop motion, and and that's what you have to do. Like whenever you're doing stop motion, you have to keep cutting. Well, that's not far like, off from this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, they they you, you can't embellish in the choreography because it's not bad; it's decent. But you can't you can't enjoy it because they keep cutting away and you the don't camera have time to take it. In. Yeah, the camera keeps shaking, and and you also get your first case, your first um. First case of uh of editing issues in this yeah. because so whenever the fight starts, Kung Lee who plays Law Law is wearing gloves like 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 MMA gloves or something like that. But whenever they start fighting, there are there are different takes where you know during the sequence where Kung Lee is wearing gloves and then he's not wearing gloves. Yeah. It's super obvious. Oh yeah, yeah, and you you can tell that they use completely different takes because there were there were moments where they were shooting the film and. In some sequ- in some sequences, like whenever they're shooting it, sometimes Kung Lee was wearing gloves and sometimes he wasn't. So and so and you can see it because like while they're rolling around on the ground or something like that, you can see the gloves and then they're gone and so on. And but and then this also starts something that is incredibly repetitive with the fight scenes is where Jin is getting his ass beat. Yeah. And then he has a flashback of his mother teaching him a lesson about fighting and then he wins the fight. And he uses that like five times. Yeah, they do that in no literally every single every fight. Every scene. Every fight scene. Yeah, every fight scene he is in. That Jin's in. Yeah, every fight scene he is in, that's what happens. The fight starts, Jin's getting beat up, he has a flashback of his mother, he wins. Like that's that's how all these fights go, but yeah. So Jin beats martial law, and Steve Fox tell, uh, tells him that he is now officially in the Iron Fist tournament, and so they they get on a bus and drive to Tekken City, and um. And he is now known as Jin the People's Choice. Yes, he is now being called Jin the People's Choice. If Tekken is not the word said the most often in this film. The second one is the people's choice. You hear, yes. yeah, like all you hear in this movie is Tekken and the people's choice. So, Jin drives to Tekken City, and um, and this is where the tournament begins, and um, and and this is where you get your introduction to all the other characters, and and you, <laughs> this is this oh god, 
this, this is my biggest issue with this movie is the the characters. The characters that they choose to be in this tournament. Yes, yeah, the ones that they pick. So, so like we've got Christy Montero, who you know is it was one of Eddie Gordo's friends. She also practices capoeira, but in this movie, she's not Brazilian. Nope. She's just white, and she's a mixed martial artist. Yeah. So. She's and, literally there only for her looks. Because her ass does hang out half the time. And every time you yeah, see her, her, her ass is out in this movie. She has a very odd wardrobe in this movie. Yeah. And, um... She's there for looks, mostly. Yeah, and, and they use her as Jen's love interest. Yes! <laughs> like, because, you know, again, Jen has a girlfriend. He has Kara. But then as soon as he gets to the Iron Fist tournament, he's got eyes for Chris. Like, they made <laughs> Jen, like, a whore. Yeah. And it's like, what... Why would you do that? Yeah, as soon as he gets there, he's got eyes for Christy. And, um... Again, she's for the looks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you also... It, it, I'm sorry. Then another issue here is, why is Christy in this movie? I mean, she's she's a cool character and all. You know, she, she's got the same moveset as Eddie Gordo, which everyone loves Eddie Gordo for his moveset. He's a super easy character to use in the games, but... Why is she in this movie? And even more, why is she the love interest? Jen has a love interest. Her name is Lin Xiaoyu. And she's not in this movie. No. Yeah, and it just doesn't make any sense to me, you know? But, but yeah, there's Christy. And then we also have um, Sergei Dragunov. I will why is he in there? Yeah, <laughs> why, the, 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 I kept asking that every time. <laughs> like, whenever we watch this movie, every time you see Sergei Dragunov, I kept saying, why are you in this movie? Because... He has no lines. No. He he just makes grunts. He he does not incorporate anything in the story. Mm-hmm. He is not a part of this. He is just in this movie to to, be there. to no, he's in this movie to be the disposable character. Yeah. Just the the character to compete in the tournament and then get killed off. But I mean, and I understand, you know, I don't know if they felt like, well, if they did a more popular character, people would get mad because that character gets killed off. Like, I don't care. No, no, no. Put a cool character in the game. Yeah. Why is Sergei Dragunov in this movie? Um, and then we also we also meet Miguel, who first showed up in Tekken 6, um, played by Roger Huerta. Roger Huerta... Is another UFC yeah, fighter. Yeah, for those you don't know, he was also in the UFC. <laughs> A very skilled mixed martial artist. As far as I know, he is now retired. But um, and but he's only in there because because of his he, name. He is another disposable character yeah. in this movie, and looks nothing like him. Yeah, and again, why is oh no, the look doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the same thing with Dragunov. Why is Miguel in this movie? They needed a disposable character. I'm not Miguel's a cool character in the games. I use him. I use him here and there. He's not bad, but yeah. at the same time. He's not a huge part of the story. No, he's not. Yeah, I mean, he contributes nothing here. He is just there to fight, you know. And, 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 you know, and and I I had watched another review about about the about the Tekken film before we had started this, and and a guy asked a very good question: Why didn't Roger Huerta play King? Yeah. And King is not in this movie. Nope. And, you know, and 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 like like we were saying. There are so many. There, there are characters who we keep asking why are they in this movie, and why didn't they use certain like other popular characters? You know, like like King for example. King has been in every single Tekken game. He's one of those popular characters. Why is he not in this movie? Maybe, maybe they figured it would be. Uh, yeah, maybe they figured 
Not to say, King isn't, yeah, he's been there from day one. He's very cool. Maybe they figured, like the writers, maybe they figured it would be too silly. I, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe they were like, we don't really have the budget to make that. What would be so hard about <laughs> taking a Jaguar mask and just putting it That's on the face? Like, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, why isn't King in this in this movie? You know, or... or um, Paul! Or Paul Phoenix. Everybody <laughs> loves Paul Phoenix. He is also one of the most popular characters, and he's been in there since day one as well. You get a mention of him. They do mention him, but, again, why isn't he in it? You know, they just mention him. And and, and you also got characters like Lee, Kazuya's adopted brother. Yeah. Why isn't he in this movie? Kazuya is playing... Is kind of like Lee in this movie. Because there's also a movie called Tekken the Motion Picture that, that they was, made. That was an animated film. It 19... came out. It was, a, it was a early, early mid-90s. I don't remember yeah. exactly. But... We'll say like 1996 or I, I something. I don't remember. But yeah, the role that Kazuya plays in this movie is what Lee played in the motion picture. It's just like they've swapped and I'm like, why would you do that? Why would yeah. you take inspiration from that to put it in here? Because it doesn't work. Yeah. And then, you know, and then another popular character who's missing is Huarong. Jin's, yes! Jin's arch That was rival. his rival. Yeah. Like, why not put him in there? What's yeah. so hard about Huarong that? Huarong is the badass Taekwondo dude who, who is, you know, Jin's arch nemesis. And they could have put him in this movie. It would have been interesting. And they didn't even do. They couldn't even do that. And then Xiaoyu. They could have easily put her in there. Yeah, and I, to be I the that. interest. And yeah, they couldn't even put her in this. Or or like Lei Wulong, you know. Yeah. He, he would have been very interesting. I mean, he he doesn't contribute much to the story either. But it's still, I would have rathered him than Dragonov or Miguel. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then, and then uh, we also meet. We also meet Raven. Again, why is he in this movie? Like, Raven's a cool character, but he, again, contributes nothing. And, like, and then and then Raven is also, like, I mean, we'll touch more on this later, but Raven, like, they kind of use him at the end to be the one who inspires Jin. Yeah. And, like, why, though? Like, why, why do you need such... It, that could have been Huarong. He yeah. could have been the one to do it, you know? Because even though they're rivals in the game, they still They keep... respect each other, yeah. you know? They... I just, I don't understand it. And and then, you know, Eddie Gordo is also in this movie. And he's played by Latif Crowder, you know. And Latif Crowder is, he's not very popular, but he is a very skilled capoeira artist. I mean, you can, like, look up videos of him. He is very good with capoeira. You really couldn't have picked a better guy to play Eddie Gordo. So, I will, I will say that they made a good choice there. But again, why is Eddie Gordo in this movie? He... Again, contributes nothing. He is just a dis he's another disposable character, and you can't do that to Eddie Gordo either. No, Eddie is like I said, a super popular character. Everybody loves Eddie Gordo. Yeah, and and then you put him in the movie. He's he's in one fight, and then that's and then it. him and Christy are supposed to like be like the yeah. same fighting style. They don't even converse. I think they maybe insult friends. one time, and that's it. No, they. I don't think they talk to each other at, at all. all. Yeah, and um and Eddie. Eddie and Christy in the games are friends. They yeah. were both trained by Christy's grandfather. Yeah. And yeah, and this there's no connection whatsoever no, between them. We're just not going to capitalize on that. Yeah. And um, um, and then you have Yoshimitsu is also in this movie. He's literally in one scene. Mm -hmm. Again, Yoshimitsu is a super popular character, but he's just another disposable one. You don't even see, you never see him at any point in the beginning. You only see him in the middle. Which, yeah. 
you know, we'll get to that in a second. But um, and then and then you have your current Iron Fist champion in this movie, which is Brian Fury, played by Gary Daniels. Gary Daniels. Before before I before we just lay into this the the way this is written, I will I will say I love Gary Daniels. Oh yeah, he's great. He's a very good actor. He's done a lot of like B grade films, but he still does well. And it and he is a very skilled martial artist. You know, the oh, dude's yeah. the dude's a former kickboxing champion. He is legit. And he he play he plays his part well, but again, I I'm not opposed to Brian Fury being in the movie because I do like that character. Brian Fury's a pretty awesome character. But why is he the champion? Uh, that's like, a good question. <laughs> it could have been someone else, but like why is it Brian Fury? That just doesn't really make any because sense. Because let's think about this. In the games, who are the champions in, in each game that you can think of? Well, Kazuya won the first tournament. Heihachi won the second. Jin won the third and the fourth and the fifth, you know, and, and so on. They could have easily made either Kazuya. They could have made Kazuya the champion since, you know, that's Inst- like the Yeah, ending, instead, instead, of the, instead, of, instead of a daddy's boy, you know. Instead and, of like now, it's like Brian Fury for some odd reason. Yeah. He didn't even win at any point in the game. Yeah, it's it's just weird. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but um, but so they uh, so yeah, you meet all the characters. The tournament starts. The first the first fight of the tournament is Raven versus Eddie Gordo, and and again, I mean, you do get again, you do get some decent choreography. You got Latif Crowder playing, who plays Eddie. And again, he's very good with Capoeira. He really nails the moves. Yeah, the moves. Uh huh. He d- he does very well with the moves. Um, but again, with the cutting, they just keep cutting away. And here. the shaky cam, and yeah, they they just keep cutting away. And and I won't say the fight is too short. That was a complaint I had initially that the fights were too short, but. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that that's kind of an invalid argument because I've seen tons of movies, like movies that I enjoy. I've seen better movies that have short fight scenes, and I don't criticize that. So, you know, I don't want to contradict myself. So yeah. I, can't, I can't say the fights are too short because that's kind of an invalid argument here. But, um, but so yeah, that fight happens. Raven wins. Um, and then, uh, and then we get our, we get our next fight with Jen, who is fighting Miguel. And, um, you know, and, and like we had said with, with this fight with martial law, this is Jen getting his ass kicked. Yep. And then... Same stuff. Ass kick. Revelation. Yeah, he, he wins. has a flashback of his mom and then wins. And then after he beats Miguel in this fight, he jumps on him and just starts beating him. Yeah. Starts beating the hell out of him after he's after the fight's over. But everyone... And here's what bothers me about the scene. Everyone is acting like... They're like, Jen, what's wrong with you? You know, like you went too far. <laughs> right, like that. But, but, but I always said, this is where. Why does it bother them so much? This is where the devil gene would come in. Like this, if he's doing that, like letting his anger like take over. Yeah, this you, is where the people, devil gene would come in. Yeah, some people would take that as a hint that that you know that this is where. This is where things take a dark turn for Jen. But no. But it doesn't. It's just him being, just him, you know, just laying into this guy because he can. Because <laughs> I always said this is where, like, okay, maybe his eyes would, like, start to turn red or something. Or those marks would, like, 
show up or whatever. But no, nothing. We're just going to pound this guy into the ground and then carry on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he just, he just after after he knocks Miguel out, um, he just jumps on him and just starts wailing on him. And everyone's like, Jim, what's wrong with you? And that's what bothers me the most about th- about this part is why does it bother them so much? Like, what, <laughs> like, like why do they care what, so What, have you much? never seen a guy, like, pound a guy into the ground? This like, is a, yeah, this is a fighting tournament. This is blood sport, you know, this is, this is... That's what this is, but it's like, why does it bother them so much? I don't understand it. And then, uh, so like, and and that's that. Those are the only two fights that you see right here. Then, the, then like the tournament's over for the day, and then Christy comes over to Jen's, I'll say dorm room. I whatever guess whatever it is, whatever it is, <laughs> and she it asks him to go out with her because she she's like, I need to get out of here. Oh yes, and and then Jen is like. And Jen says, isn't that against the rules? Like, how... Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like, no, like... Like, um... I can't say I blame Enter the Dragon for this, because Enter the Dragon is an amazing movie, but Enter the Dragon kind of started that thing with fighting tournaments where, you know, if, if there's a movie or whatever and there's a fighting tournament, the competitors are not allowed to leave their rooms. Yeah. Because there's some sort of activity going on. I kind of blame Enter the Dragon for that. So, she... So yeah, they they leave and they sneak away to go to this dance club. And again, a dance club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like like we want to emphasize that in a negative way they're going to a dance club and Christy of course again just gives Jen the riot act because he went too far against Miguel, but why does why does she care so much? <laughs> but anyway, um anyway, then they decide that they're going to dance together. <laughs> and this is so stupid. She is wearing leather pants, okay? And the back is like yeah, it's, cut. It, it's just revealing everything. In and... a way where it goes up her back, but it's cut like where you specifically see her ass. And it's like, okay, I mean, whatever. Yeah. That's fine, I guess. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so they dance and then they sneak back into you know, the, the tournament arena and she, you know, and, you know, and Jen goes back into his room to get rest or whatever while he's in there. Um, um, he gets ambushed by Nina and Anna Williams. And yeah, we forgot to mention that they are in this movie. Um, again, this is another issue here. Nina and Anna Anna Williams are two super popular characters and um, you know, and and what they're most, what they're best known for is their rivalry with each other. They 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 hate each other. They're sisters, but they can't stand each other. But here they just seem to get along. Yeah, and this they're 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 tight. You know, like I mean, they, for God's sakes, they have a threesome with Kazuya, yeah. which I do yeah, not appreciate. A, yeah, there's a there's a scene where they have a threesome with Kazuya. You don't see anything, of course, because you know they don't want to go too far. But um, but yeah, like how. Like, not only are they... How can they not only be cool with each other? How can they be okay with this? This is just not right. This is just so wrong. And so... But yeah, anyway. So they attack Jin. And they're throwing him around. And this is a, this is probably the worst fight scene in the movie. Because <laughs> you can't see anything. It's dark. The lights are, like, flickering. But yeah, it's dark. And it's there's, like, a strobe light flashy effect going on here. And you have no idea what's happening. And, uh, but anyway, so, like, they beat him up and he gets hurt. Like, his hands are all cut up from glass because they threw him into a window and his hands are all cut up. And, um, 
and that's where everything and this right here is kind of where everything starts to go downhill and we do have a lot more to get through and we will tell you guys more about it right after the break all right, yeah, so Jin gets attacked by Nina and Anna, and it, tur and, and it turns out that this all happened because Kazuya finds out that um, Jin is the son of June Kazuma. Which in turn makes it his son. Yeah, you, you don't really... You don't get that yet, yeah, but that's kind of the... Yeah, they, they do hint at that because whenever he... So he, like, goes on this computer and he finds out... He, he like, looks at Jin's profile or whatever, and he finds out that, she, that he's related to June... And he has this look on his face. It's like a realization, but at the same time, they don't say anything. It's just silent, right there. Yeah, you don't know um, yet. Yeah, and then that's when, and that's when Anna and Nina attack him. So it turns out that Kazuya had sent them after him because he doesn't want Jin to win the tournament, and and they don't even really. <laughs> They don't explain why. Like, no, they don't say like, why. I mean, of course he's. I mean, yeah, you see, he's upset because you know, like, oh god, that's my son, you know, and but like they don't really give a reason for why he doesn't want him to win the tournament. He just doesn't want him to win because he's, excuse me, because he's the bad guy and Jin's the good guy, you know, <laughs> just generic bad guy reasons here. But um, and here also this and this is where you get your taste of Kazuya as a fighter. Which is again like the writing of the character. His his fighting style is completely wrong here because they make him use weapons. Yeah, he's the whole time in the games. He uses no weapons, nothing. Yeah, in, in this in this movie, Kazuya is shown to be very proficient with using stuff like sticks and and axes because you do see him using those later. But um, he's obviously not like I guess he's not very good with his hands because you only see him using weapons here. Um, so yeah, but yeah, he's he's upset with Anna and Nina because they were not able to kill Jin, and um, um, uh, and then we see we see Jin, um, he his hands are all bandaged up because like we said he got thrown into a window and his hands are all cut up now they're all bandaged up and Steve Fox is saying. Like he, Steve Fox just assumes that you know that they don't want him to. They they he assumes that they don't want Jin to win because he's from the Anvil, you know, because he's not. Nobody knows who he is. That sort of thing. It's, yeah, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> but anyway, Jin pulls out the card that had his, that has his mother's picture on it, the Tekken card, and he's and he says he tells Steve, well, maybe it has something to do with this, and he shows Steve the the card, and Steve no says that he knew Jin's mother. He knew Jun Kazama. And I was like, no, that's impossible because you didn't show up until Tekken 4. <laughs> right. But that's just me playing on the fact that, that Steve's role in this movie is completely wrong. All right. Um, but anyway... Um, yeah, he tells her he was in the tournament. And Jin's like, no, you're lying. Yeah, he, yeah. Steve tells Jin that he knew June Kazama way, way back in the day. And that they fought in Tekken together. And Jin's, Jin is, of course, like, like, why would she lie to me? And... <laughs> Um, maybe she was protecting me. Yeah, Christy's like saying, well, maybe, maybe she was trying, maybe June was trying to protect Jen, and um, and Steve says, you know, none of that matters. We need to get you out of Tekken City and all that, and um, and well, then, they and leave. then no, no, they don't leave yet. Jen tell Jen tells him he doesn't want to leave because he he doesn't. Oh, yeah, he has to finish this. Yeah, he says he doesn't care about the tournament. He just wants to kill Heihachi, and so. And so the next day comes, and then the tournament is continuing, and Christy is fixing to fight Nina, and um, uh, 
and right before Christy and Nina's fight starts, Jen tells Christy that he thinks Nina and Anna were the two that came after him. And so, and so whenever they fight, Christy fights, Christy fights Nina and, um, and this is not a very good fight scene. Nope, not at all. Like, I mean, like, uh, the, the, uh, the choreography, um, I, the actress, the actresses who played Christy and Nina, they, I think they did okay, but at the same time, like I don't, they probably weren't very good with choreography. They probably had no prior, probably ex- they probably had no prior experience here. So, no. so yeah, the choreography here is not very solid, and it, it again suffers from the same issues of cutting away and and the, the shaky cam and whatnot. But anyway, Christy beats Nina, and. Right here, like right after Christy beats Nina, this is probably my least favorite scene in this movie. Jen is getting ready to fight in his next match, and he's again he he's putting more bandages on his hands because his you know they're all cut up from the from the glass, and um and Steve comes and sits next to him and he looks at his hands and then he's like and then Steve's like Steve says you know what I got something for you and he opens up his bag and he pulls out the iconic gloves that Jen is known for you know the red gloves with the white pearls on the on the fist the back of the, the hand pretty gloves but yeah, these are icon- those iconic gloves everyone knows these gloves they, these aren't so pretty they, these gloves are universally <laughs> recognized in in the Tekken world here everyone knows these gloves so Steve pulls these gloves out and uh, you know and here's another little story when my brother and I first when we had watched this movie again when we'd watch after a little while not seeing it, whenever Steve pulls the gloves out, my brother and I were like, oh, hell yeah. So it's the gloves. Love the gloves. And um, and then Steve says that they are his old power gloves. And my brother and I were like, I- I'm sorry, what? Why did he just say that? <laughs> yeah, like he did not just say that. So yeah, apparently the, the iconic gloves that Jen wears were not his. They were Steve Fox's old power gloves. And that is irrelevant. We are we are not. Yeah, God, I hate this scene so much. We this are is, not for that. Yeah, this is probably my least favorite part right here because like you just <laughs> that's like so disrespectful right it is. there. But anyway, so he gives so he gives Jen his old power gloves. I am using air quotes when I say that. Um, so Jen goes out there to fight Yoshimitsu. Like we had said, this is the only time you see him, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look too great. I'll be honest. His costume in this. It looks like a Halloween costume. It does. You know, and that's the thing with Yoshimitsu. His his uh his skin, you know, in the games, mm-hmm. it's always looked very organic. Like it's a part of him because yeah. Yoshimitsu, it is a part of him. He's he's like a robot ninja. Yeah. But in this, like we said, it's it, they bought lo- it, out it of the looks store. very much like a how like a cheap Halloween costume. And so, and because Yoshimitsu uh, fights with a sword in the games, they had to find a way. I guess they had to find a way to make it a fair fight. So, so Jin uses a spear. Yeah. So Yoshimitsu has his sword. Jin gets to use a spear. So they fight. You know, and again, I hate to keep saying this, but again, this this fight scene has the same issues: too much cutting, and you know, and um, shaky cam. Yeah, shaky cam. And then you know, again, Jin is getting his ass kicked, and then he has a flashback of his mom and. Blah blah blah, and um, but while this fight is going on, um, Kazuya decides it's time to turn on Daddy. He's already pissed. Yeah, he 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 decides to turn on Heihachi here, and um, and he he tells the jacks to the jackhammers to arrest Heihachi, and and Heihachi you know tells them to stand down, but they're like. 
they're like, no, we listen to Kazuya now. <laughs> he's like, you work for me. Yeah, he's like, Kazuya, Kazuya is like, you re- he's like, you remember, Dad? You put me in charge of security. The jackhammers answer to me and me alone. And, <laughs> and, um, and so, and so, um, uh, Kazuya tells Heihachi that he is about to witness the death of Jin Kazuma. And whenever he says, whenever he says Kazuma, Heihachi has a realization about that last name. And then Kazuya is like, yeah, apparently he is the, the, the product of one of my youthful indiscretions. When he which, says that, I, I, disrespectful. Will, yeah, we will, we will touch on this youthful indiscretion in a little bit. But, um, but Heihachi, <laughs> Heihachi realizing that this is Kazuya's son. He's like, you have a son? Yeah, he says, you have a son? And Kazuya says, no, I had a son. And then he tell he like gives Yoshimitsu the signal to kill Jin. And so he like starts, so Yoshimitsu just starts beating the hell out of him. You know, and then this is where, this is where Jin has his realization and starts to, and starts to fight back. Um, while that's happening though, Heihachi makes a he causes a little distraction. And this is the only bit of like fighting action you see this, from. Yeah, this is the only like little bit of fighting you get out of Heihachi right here. He he does like throw these two jackhammers to the ground, and he he hits the this like fire alarm or something, and um, <laughs> and that distracts Yoshimitsu and Jin, um, and Jin kills him. I think I don't even really I don't know even if remember. he kills him. I think he does because that's where Kazuya has like that realization, which we'll get to in a second, but. Um, so he kills Yoshimitsu, and then, and then uh, the jackhammers all come out, and they arrest all the fighters for some reason. Yeah, because like they do, there's like a dude on the intercom, or whatever, saying that all Iron Fist fighters must be detained. Why though? Why? Yeah, why do we <laughs> need to the arrest point? them? Yeah, so, so like all the fighters get arrested, including Heihachi, and um, there is um, and there is a pretty funny scene right here. I'm not gonna lie, this 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 made me laugh a little bit. Um, whenever they all get arrested, they throw them in these cells, and Jin is hurt really bad. Like during the fight with Yoshimitsu, he like dislocated his shoulder, and um, and Steve Fox asks Raven to help him fix Jin's shoulder, and Raven, um, Raven goes over and he like grabs Jin by the arm, and you know he gets to the count of two. No, he doesn't even say that. He doesn't even count. Like he's like he like he makes him think he's gonna count to three. He goes, okay, on. And then he oh. snaps his arm back into place, and he goes three. And I thought that was kind of funny. That did make me laugh just a little bit. But um, but uh, but then Kazuya shows up, and he tells the the fighters that from from here on out, um, all fights will will now be to the death because apparently all Kazuya cares about is ratings. And when Jin killed Yoshimitsu, the ratings skyrocketed. So yeah, all he cares about is ratings, and so. And so he decides that all fights are going to be to the death, and um, and uh, and and uh, Jin tells the, the other fighters that are still there. He tells them that you know that they can they can break out if there's no if there's no fighters, then there's no tournaments and no one has to die. And so they decide to break out, and um, uh, there, there's like a shootout. You know, Raven is like shooting at at all the jackhammers yeah. and Christy and Steve are helping Jin get away and they find the cell that Heihachi is in and Heihachi tells them that he can help them if they get him out. So they get him out and um and they start to make their escape. Raven gets shot in the process. He doesn't die. 
but he gets shot in the process and um be in the shoulder and the arm yeah something. yeah yeah sh- shot in the arm so he, he gets shot in the process but jen and steve and them they all get away and um and jen tells them that he has a he knows a safe house in the anvil where they can hide so they go to hide and um and then this is where you have um the, and the, this is the big realization right here this is where you know jen is Jen is in this like tent or whatever, and Christy is in there tending to his wounds and whatnot. Hey, Hachi comes in and asks Christy, "Can I have a minute?" Yeah, to give them a moment to, to speak. And Christy leaves, and uh, Hey, Hachi is telling Jen that he knew his mother and that she was a very good fighter and whatnot. And um, and of course, you know, like we had said earlier in the beginning, Jen ble- blames Hey Hachi for his mother's death. But then Heihachi reveals that he actually saved his mom once years ago. He said that that um, that years ago, after a Tekken tournament, he had found um, he found June violated be- and beaten. yeah beaten and violated were his words. And yeah, it turns out that that Kazuya forced himself on June at some point, and she got pregnant with Jin because of that. And like Amber was saying, you know, we we like to believe that Kazuya and June had something very special. And this, no, they just throw it out the window. Kazuya is just an asshole who, who, who forced himself on her. Because everyone likes to believe that okay, there's two sides. Most people, if you ask them what they think happened, they'll say, "Oh, Kazuya forced himself on her." And that's mostly people's jump to that conclusion. I'm like, you don't know that. Why are you jumping to that? Yeah. Not everything has to be about that, okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I believe they had something very special. That's why I cringe whenever yeah, we, I hear it. Yeah, that's what we like to believe. And no, they just throw all that out the window for this. And then, um, so, but this conversation doesn't last very long because then Kazuya and the Jackhammer show up. They find them. And um, this is like, <laughs> for me, and I, I had said this when we were watching last night, this is like the, the ultimate... This is like the 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 perfect example of this this version of Kazuya. This is the perfect example of his his bitch assness right here because he because Heihachi tells Kazuya that you know he has not lived up to the Mishima name and he's a disappointment. Oh my god! And, and you can see that Kazuya is fixing to start crying. Breaks Kazuya's little heart. Yeah, he's, the, oh my god! Yeah, he's fixing to start crying and. Take Heihachi Mishima away. Yeah, and then he tells the jackhammers <laughs> to take him away and execute him. And um and so they, they these two jackhammers, they take Heihachi to like this back lot area and Heihachi um is like he he's like on his knees, you know, and it looks like the soldier's fixing to execute him. But then it cuts back to Kazuya and he's walking away and that the, the house, the building or whatever that they were in, it blows up and Kazuya looks directly into the camera and says, Hey Hachi Mishima is dead. And that is not right because Raven actually says that in Tekken six. Five. 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 Yeah, five. five. That's not even remotely right. <laughs> yeah, but what what's 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 funnier to me is that he looked like I said, he looks directly into the camera for this one. Oh, I was man. too busy. That was I was so stupid. I was too busy trying to yeah. not pay attention. <laughs> yeah. We like mentally checked out at this point. But anyway, so they, they take Jen and, and Christy. Oh, and, and Steve, we didn't mention, sorry, Steve gets killed in the process. Yeah, right Steve here. dies. Yeah. 
like, God, why did they do this to Steve Fox? I love this character, and they just completely screwed it up. But so, yeah, he, he, he gets shot and killed in the process, but they take Jen and Christy back to the, um, the arena. And this is the worst part for me. Yeah, so Christy and Steve, no, not Steve, sorry, Christy and Jen and Raven are all sitting in this holding cell, and then Kazuya comes in, and, um, and he says, he, he looks at Jen and says, what, no hug for your old man? I laugh a little bit, even though it's not really funny. I just, I, I, I kind of chuckled, I guess it, I can it, say. It, it's, it's like the, uh, it's the... It's just the way he said it. It's the snarky. It's, it's the, just the way he said it. It's the snarkiness of, yeah. of him when he says it. But, um... Then he pulls out a gun, like... Yeah. So, so he, uh... So whenever he says, what, no hug for your old man? Jen tries to attack him, but the, the jackhammers who are with him... They they like they like grab him and throw him on at this table or whatever. And Kazia is holding a gun to Jin's fa- uh, face, and he's like telling Jin that his mother put up quite a fight and stuff like that. It's just and these- this is the worst part because this is the most. When I first heard him say what he says. I was like, this is very disrespectful. I yeah. do not like this. He literally points a gun, and he says. If I knew that whore was pregnant, I yeah. would have killed her right then and there. And I think the first time Caleb showed that to me, I was like, <gasps> I was like, no, no, he did not say that. That's not right. No, yeah. I, I'm yeah. checking out. Like no. this, yeah, like this is just com- like a complete, a complete waste of a character here. I was like, that's it. I'm finished. Yeah. I don't want any more. And so, and so, uh, um, so uh, uh, Kazia tells. Jen that um that um that he he has to um you know he's like telling Jen he's like I know you want to kill me but if you want your shot at me you need to beat Brian Fury the champion yeah the champion for some <laughs> reason um you know he says he needs to beat Brian Fury and um and while uh and while Jen is sitting there in the cell Kazia leaves with Christy. There's a pretty, there's another moment right here that made me laugh a little bit where, you know, he, whenever he tells Jen that, you know, he needs to fight Brian Fury, um, he, he grabs Christy and he's like telling Jen, he's like, imagine what I'll do to her if you don't fight. And then he throws Christy like kind of off to the side and then Christy punches one of the jackhammers and the way he falls is funny to me because the fall looks like so half-assed. He's like, oh God, no. <laughs> like he just, the way he just falls, it, it, that, it makes me laugh a little bit. But anyway, so he takes Christy to his office or whatever and while Jen is sitting there, Raven, you know, like we had mentioned earlier whenever we were wondering why Quarong is in this movie. He comes up to him. Raven, inspiration. Raven comes up to Jen and convinces him to fight and, you know, and to stand up for himself and for everyone else and all that. You know, why Why is Raven doing this again? Like, <laughs> does it make any sense? Steve but, Fox is gone. I guess they needed the next oldest person. Yeah, he's the only <laughs> one left. And, um, and so, and so, uh, right before Brian Fury's fight with Dragunov, Kazuya offers him $100,000 to kill Jin. And again, like, this is another issue right here that I have. Um, they're tell, uh, you know, Kazuya is offering him the money, and Brian, of course, you know, at first turns him away. He's like, he's like, I don't want your money, and and then and then Kazuya reveals to Brian that he knows Brian is a cyborg because everyone who knows Tekken knows that Brian Fury is a cyborg. But apparently, cybernetic enhancements are illegal in Tekken. 
But why? It's like, why? Yeah. It's, what the hell? Like, yeah. that's part of the game. Like, that's how he is in the game. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, he just says that, and you're like, okay, why, though? They don't explain why. It's just illegal. It's not allowed. And then, earlier, there's a part, like, in the beginning, where Christy is like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it calls him a cyborg, and he's like, what did you say? Yeah, like, Brian's insulted <laughs> by this. Like, like, how is that an insult? But you like, are, though. Like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, how is that an insult? But anyway, um... So, yeah, so Kazuya kind of, like, he kind of strong-arms Brian into doing it because of the whole cybernetic thing, and and so and so Brian goes out to fight Dragunov. Again, why is Dragunov in this movie? I don't know. And we really don't have to go into detail about this, because he literally, like, lasts, what, two minutes? Yeah, we have a, we have a, <laughs> we have a fight scene here between Brian and Dragunov. Brian kills Dragunov. And that's it. He's just disposable. Go, yeah. leave. Yeah, and, and, um... So he kills Dragonoff, and then Jen goes out there to fight Brian, and they fight, and 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 th- this is like one of the one of the uh, most prominent fight scenes where there were some serious editing issues mm-hmm. here during Brian's fight with Dragonoff. So they were using weapons, right? And Dragonoff he cuts Brian across the stomach and on the head. He gets like a cut on his head. And whenever Brian and Jen's fight starts, you can see the cuts on his body and everything. But then as the fight goes on, then they're just suddenly gone. They just disappear like like it never happened. Yeah, again, like what's with the editing here? Um, So so they're fighting. Jen is not having... um, It's not easy for him. You know, he's having a hard time because Brian is... is, um, A cyborg. Basically invincible. Um, Yeah. but uh, but he 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 is able to eventually beat him. You know he 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 has another flashback about his mom and um. But but here's the this was kind of confusing to me. Like his flashback of his mom, he 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 hears his mom saying that everyone has a weakness, find it and exploit it and everything. But you don't even really see a weakness no. in Ryan. Like nothing happens. Like the literally the thing he does is he twists his wrist. Like, when he's putting that thing, he literally yeah, he just does, twists his yeah, wrist. Yeah, like, there, there's a part where he, like, punches... He tries to hit Jim, but he ends up punching, like, through this, this like, stone column or whatever. And, and like, his hand's, like, broken, but he fixes it, you know, and But somehow fine. that goes from his wrist to his neck. Like, what? Yeah, I don't Jen's like, okay, and, I'm a twister. Yeah, so... So, Jen is able to beat Brian Fury. He, like, runs up this 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 big platform or whatever and he jumps down and, and breaks his neck kicks brian across the face breaking his neck and killing him and again like i'll say this the this fight scene is in a big issue for me because like i like we had said earlier gary daniels who plays brian fury gary is you know we had said he's a former kickboxing champion he is a legit martial artist yeah and and this fight scene is you know, because of the way these fight scenes are, complete misuse of Gary's skill. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't get to see how skilled he really is because of the way they do the fights here. But, yeah, I, I was super disappointed by by how by how these fight scenes turned out, especially with, with, with Gary Daniels. And now this is it. Kazuya has yeah, had after, enough. <laughs> yeah, after, after, after Jen beats Brian, that was, that was supposed to be it. Uh, people are saying... You know, oh, Jin beat the champion. He's the he's the new champion, and Kazuya is like, he's like, no, like I'm gonna be the final match. And so he he grabs two axes, like two these, axes, like these like two tomahawks or whatever, and he walks out there, you know, again, completely got Misuse. they completely they completely messed up 
Kazuya's fighting style here. So he goes out there to fight Jin, and he's using these two tomahawks or whatever, and um, and they're fighting. And again, like this is just like every other fight scene. Jin is getting beat up, and he has a realization, and. He's like, you can feel the anger. And I'm like, this is where the angel wings would pop out the back. Yeah, to like, like <laughs> again, like this is where the devil gene could have came into play, but it's not there. But they like, they, they like hint. They kind of hint at it because Kazi's talking about the the Mishima curse and all that. Like father, like son, like yeah. they hint at it, but it's not good enough. Yeah, they're talking about a curse, but it, like it, it's it's nothing. It, it's no. like, he's literally just talking. It's just dialogue. Yeah. And but anyway, while they're fighting. Christy is able to get free, and she like starts shooting all the jackhammers up in Kazia's office, and the gunshots distract Kazia. Which and, would not happen. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> the gunshots distract him, and Jin is able to take one of his tomahawks, and he slices him across the stomach, and 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 like he looks like he's fixing to kill Kazia, but he decides not to, and then Christy comes back out there, and she's and she's like she's like Jin, you won. And um, and she's like telling all the the audience because you know there there's a huge crowd. She's telling the audience she, she's like I give you Jin, your new champion, the people's champion. But first this is all, the first time they ever say Jin Kazuma. This is the first time they ever use his name like fully, like second, to the second, audience. Second time to the audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's she's like I give you Jin Jin Kazuma, the the people's choice. He is now the people's champion. First of all, the Rock is the people's champion. Thank you very much. <laughs> not this, not this bitch. <laughs> so, but yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, Jin is the winner. He's the champion. And Christy asks him, he's like, well, what are you going to do now? Well, I'm just going to go home. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go home. Oh, my God. That line has been used so Seriously? many times in movies. That's, like, so so generic. What are you going to do now? I'm going to go home. <laughs> like, they use that in It Man 2. Like, didn't your home blow up? Right? Like, at the yeah. beginning of this movie? Like, where are you going to go? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know, like, they use that line in It Man 2. But they did it so much better in It Man 2. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is just so dumb. They just recycle it right here. So... So Jin, um, so he like walks out of the arena, and the, all the jackhammers are standing outside the door, and they're all saluting him because he won. So technically, I guess he's in charge now. That doesn't even make any. They sense. don't even like. That doesn't ever addressed. They don't even give like a hint. Like they could have did the whole Tekken Five thing where he sits down. Yeah. And like has like a little smile. So they don't give him anything. Yeah. No. Nothing. He just, he just walks away, and um. <laughs> But they're all saluting him, and he just walks away, and there's a huge crowd of people behind him, and they're all following him, and and then uh, and and then you know, and then Christy is narrating, you know, like there, there's like some voice over here. Christy is narrating this this last scene, talking about how, like something about how, uh, you know, she pulls a Cobra Kai season one finale here, saying the real story has only just begun, and then the movie ends. And thank God we never <laughs> got it. Thank, yeah, thank God the story did not continue from there. But it's not over. There's a post credit scene. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, so it turns <laughs> out, like, right at the very end, you see Kazuya walking away. Cause for some not, reason. Well, I, they're, they're alluding to the fact that he's not dead. You know, they're trying to hit, like, oh, it's not over, you know, because he's alive. So you see him, like, he's, like, he's like walking away. He's, like, holding his stomach and kind of just, like, limping away. And, and then we see, and then we get one more scene where we go back to Heihachi, who was fixing to be executed, and he's on his knees, and Jack Hammer's pointing a gun at him, and Heihachi tells him, he says, 
he says, I am Heiachi Mishima, and I, I am Tekken. He's like, you will obey me. And then and the jackhammer lowers his gun, hinting that Heihachi was not killed. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will join the other the other movies that set up a sequel that didn't happen. <laughs> like like the last airbender, you know, we get we see the Fire Lord's daughter or, you know, or or at the end of the Street Fighter film with Van Damme, you see Bison's hand. You know, just movies that set up sequels that never happened. <laughs> But uh, but there was one after this. Oof, but we will talk that about that even, one in a year. Yeah, that was not even a sequel. <laughs> it was. It's actually a prequel, and we will talk about that in a year. Yeah, we're not talking about that one today. Like, I can't stomach that one right now. I need time to. Get I need ready a for year. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a year to prepare yes. myself. Yeah, we definitely do. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that is the live action Tekken film. Yeah, uh, there it is. <laughs> check it. Check it out. I guess. If you want to, I mean. <laughs> If you're a Tekken fan, you will not like this movie. But if you're not... Okay, please play one of the games first before you watch it. If you're not it. familiar with Tekken, you might enjoy it. You might enjoy you the film might. on some level. Yeah. You might like it on some level if you're not familiar with the games. If, you, if you're if you if you're a lifelong fan like I am or, or you know, a very big fan like, like we are, it's you're, you're not going to like it. But, you know... This, but please play the game. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna watch this movie, don't let this be your introduction to the Tekken Please franchise. Don't. Play the games. Yes. You know and they are so good. Yeah. If, if any and if anything, if if there are people out there who are listening to this, if you if you're not familiar with Tekken and you don't want to play the games and you check the movie out, I hope that the movie gives you an incentive to play the games. Yeah. Yeah. It, like for for as bad for as much as we do not like this movie. We do hope that it, it can introduce some people to the franchise if they're not already yeah, familiar yeah, with it. Definitely. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that's the live action Tekken movie, guys. Um <laughs> the uh you know like I was saying at the beginning of this, we we, we don't like to be too negative. We yeah. did we did have a lot of fun watching this. I mean, even though it's bad, we had fun we had fun, you know, laughing about certain things and talking about it. So, I mean, you know, it, I think in all bad things, you can find something to enjoy. You can find yeah. some hilarity in there. Or you can just like the way somebody looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Literally, I literally only like the way that Ian Anthony Dale looks. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you can... Yeah, it, like, e- even in a movie as bad as this one, you can find something to laugh about. Yeah. You can find some hilarity. I mean, you you know, you, 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 you can enjoy it on some level. Even, even, even if, if it's, it even if it's for Christie's ass, whatever whatever gets you through it. But yeah, yeah, that's the live action Tekken film, guys. Uh, check it out, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks a lot. We hope you guys um, enjoyed this episode. Uh, episode six is going to be coming up next. Um, the uh, uh, there there is there is one thing I do want to clear up though. Episode six will not be airing until uh, Monday, December twenty eighth. I had original plan for this to be out on uh, on December twenty sixth, but um, we have a um, excuse me, we have a very busy holiday weekend coming up, and uh, I'm just not gonna have any time. I won't be able to get this out until um, until the twenty eighth, but um, but it's okay. Um, we're it, the the wait is gonna be worth it because we're going to be looking at one of the greatest films ever made, The Karate Kid. I absolutely love this movie. And I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, we're going to have Chris back in the studio. And we're going to be having a special guest with us. It's going to be my brother, 
who is also very passionate about the Karate Kid. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting these guys back in here and talking about the Karate Kid. I'm super excited about that one. But yeah, like I said, it will not be airing until the 28th. So just keep a lookout for that. Um, I will be updating you guys on my Facebook and my Instagram as 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 time gets closer for that film. You can uh, check out my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash kungfucinema9, the number 9. And you can also follow me on Instagram at calebbryant9. Again, the number 9. 9 is my favorite number, so you'll be hearing a lot of 9s in there. <laughs> but yeah, you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram. Remember, I do have a mailbag. If you have any questions, send them to calebbryant84 at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's it. You that's want it? you want to add anything, babe? No, I no? don't think I don't think so. I think I've said pretty much yeah. everything I could say. But yeah, that's that's it for today, guys. Thanks a lot, and uh, we will see y'all on uh, December twenty eighth. Take care. Bye.